Well, hello, and welcome, one and all, to a very special spooky Halloween edition of History Creeps. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Townsend. I was dead the whole time. I'm joined by the horrific, the terrifying Carter Johnson. I just want to state for the record right now that I don't have a proton pack, but I wish I had brought it with me because Johnny's starting to freak me out a little bit. <laughs> and my other host, the hideous, the blood curling, Chris. Chavez, <laughs> what's up, everybody? I love was that it. Pretty good. That was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> We're back for another history creeps. This is a special edition because we just had an episode released uh, this this past week on Wednesday. Yeah, we're spoiling people now. We are. That's okay though. But it's a special Halloween edition, special holiday. Um. I was I was ready for this. I love the holiday, and I was just like, we have to do something. And I feel like we should do it every year, some special Halloween episode of History Creeps. Agreed. Even if it comes out on the same day as an episode we drop, we'll drop two. We'll be that crazy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You will, you will be spoiled by us. <laughs> we will, we will drop two. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we, will <laughs> we will drop a number two. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, but no, yeah, we're doing an extra one this week because um, I wanted to do a Halloween one, but I didn't know what we would do. So I was thinking maybe we might miss it this year. But then out of the blue, uh, Carter, your wife, my wife, found this, this, his wife, this article, his wife. (laughs) <laughs> found this Let's artic- bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> History creeps bringing it back. Um, <laughs> no, but you, she found an article in which she tagged uh, the podcast and was like, "This looks like something you guys be into." And it turned what it is. It's an article. It's called uh, "Haunted Locations You Can Visit in All Fifty States." And I just thought it'd be fun to maybe record an episode of going through these all 50 locations and just kind of commenting on them, giving our thoughts or experiences or what have you. And also, I think, just so people know, you can actually look this up. It's on msn.com. Yep. Uh, you can actually follow along with us if you want to, like, pull it up. And and we're just going to be going state by state through this thing. So Yeah, there's cool there's cool pictures uh, tied to a lot of these, and, and some of these have really cool stories. Um, before I, we, we go on, though, I wanted to ask you guys something. Um and, and stop me if we've already talked about this on the show, but have we talked about ghosts and whether or not we've ever had had uh, experiences with ghosts? We've talked about it a little bit. I mean, we, we, we remember we did that one that was about our own. Oh, you're right. Par- but that was like that was that wasn't specifically ghosts. It was just any kind of weird stuff you've you know encountered in your in your life. Okay, so this we should can be, do ghosts, man. Let's do ghosts. I'm let's, just saying this. Let's is, go there. This should be fun because there's a um, there's a few a few places on this uh, list that are haunted places. So it'd be kind of it'll be fun to see uh, where we come from based on our experiences. Because if if we have talked about it before, you know, I'll apologize to the listeners. They're going to hear some repeated stories, but I definitely hey, have had. Don't you apologize? <laughs> We're spoiling them now. That's right. This <laughs> is free, damn it. Yeah, uh, this is free. You didn't pay a dang dime for this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, like I remember, I've had I've had ghost 
ghostly encounters myself, and I think I've told you guys about them. Um, and I know, Johnny, you were saying you you spent the night or you spent a, an evening investigating haunted places. Uh, yeah, I've done a couple of those. Uh, I've been – I'll save the one story for when we get to the – because it's on this list. It's one place. Nice. But also I've been in a lot of places, done a little uh, ghost investigating, that sort of thing, just for uh, – I don't know if I took it too seriously, but it was really it was a fun time though. Very interesting and creepy. Yeah, me and my brothers did it before as well at a an old spiritualist church in Florida. We got a bunch of EVPs off that, um, and I don't think I've told that story on the show, so I can definitely tell you guys about that. Carter, what about you? I know you've got an affinity for proton packs and slime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what um, what what are your experiences in the paranormal ghostly realms? Well, we've touched on this uh, once or twice, but uh, the house I was renting for about three years was haunted when I was in my mid-twenties. Yeah, there, there, was some, there was some creepy shit going on do you guys in ever, that house. Do you guys ever have weird feelings, like, say, as recent as this year? Anything that made you go, wait a second? Uh, yeah, I got, man! I got a recent one. Uh-oh. Okay, all right, now... I, I don't know what this was. I'm just telling that up front. It could have just been my imagination. <laughs> but the, the house that I live in now, I've never, ever experienced anything here, ever. It's never even felt creepy at all. I was in the house. I was in my bedroom. And I was watching something on TV. And I heard what sounded like uh, like a paper bag uh, rustling or making noises in the, in the living room. You know what it sounds like when somebody brings home like groceries or something yep. in a bag and they lay them down? That's what it sounded like. But I didn't think anybody was here. I got up to go see what it was, and I didn't see a thing. I looked for my cat because I thought maybe she was getting up messing with stuff. She was asleep on the bed. Oh. I was like, well, that, that's kind of weird. But then I thought, well, maybe I've been watching a lot of creepy stuff here lately. Like, <laughs> so maybe I'm doing it to myself. <laughs> so I went back to my room and just started uh, watching TV again. And then I heard it again. I heard it three times, and each time I never found out what it was. Only three times? That's weird, man. Yeah, I only heard it three times. I haven't heard it since. I've never had it since. Or that was like a week ago. You know what never they say about and, that? What comes in threes? The threes and just the the creepiness behind three, the the number three, yeah. and uh oh, yeah, was yeah. Just... yeah, that's how paranormal activity starts, man. <laughs> well, I blame this show. Well, were you watching? Uh, were you watching the strange calls during that? No, I wish. But that's by the way. If let's just tell our audience now. If yeah, you go ahead. Watched... Yeah, go ahead. And, go ahead and get that one. If you ever watch Strange Calls, you're doing yourself a disservice. Harm. Yeah, <laughs> I, we we talked about it at the end of the last episode, right? I told you guys about it at the end of the show, or or was that Johnny, yeah, Johnny went ahead and watched all of it. I, my wife and I started watching it, and we're we just finished the third episode. <laughs> yeah, see them all now. There's only six, so you can Which get them. Which is sad. Yeah, but, you know, but it's fantastic. It's an Austra- it's from Australia. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah. but it's fantastic. It's think. Uh, I was trying to explain. It's it. like it's Twin like, Peaks almost. I, I explained, you know, when X Files would have like a goofier episode, sort of. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the yeah, the vampire like one. That. Do you remember yes. the vampire one where yes. they where they uh, Mulder's is in trouble for supposedly killing someone, and so like they tell it, they each recount the story from their perspective. And yes. Do you remember this? And then uh, who's yeah. in it? Luke Wilson. Luke, Luke Wilson plays a sheriff or something. And, oh uh, yeah, and from and from her perspective, he's like this, like just like 
magnetic, like charming guy, and he's he's hot. And from Mulder's perspective, he's like he's this. Just an idiot. Yeah, he's yeah. a hillbilly with the buck <laughs> teeth. Like <laughs> yeah, that's that's strange calls. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, so definitely check that show out, and that's a, definitely a show that fits the mood. And I can definitely see if you were watching that, uh, why you would have been even freak more freaked out. Did this happen in, at night? Was this in the evening? No, actually, it was like uh, it was in the afternoon, which is even more weird. Does that make it scarier? Do you think? Yes, kind of, because it was completely daylight. <laughs> <laughs> that is freaky because you expect the weird, creepy things like that in the dark or at night. Yeah. So when it's not, it makes it a well, little. Well, that's bit... the horror movie thing, isn't it? Yeah, All it we got to it... do is survive the night. When the sun comes up, everything will be okay. It makes it a little more, more jarring, I guess. Yeah. Well... So, speaking of well, what horror... about what about y'all? Have y'all had anything this year? This year, um, I just had yes. weird feelings for me. It's I haven't had any experiences, but for some reason, uh, ever since I finished redoing the room where I'm sitting in right now, as a matter of fact, uh, the studio, I redid the floors in here. Um, there's always, I always have this feeling like I got to keep looking over towards the door, like someone's going to be standing in the doorway. You know, isn't that a, you know what I mean? Like when you know yeah. someone comes in the doorway and it's kind of watching you, or, or you kind of had that feeling. You look and they're there, and you're like, "Hey, what do you want?" Oh, I didn't want to bother you. Yeah, this time, yeah, I, uh, now I, I look and there's nothing every time. <laughs> oh, Chris, I forgot to tell you, I recently built this uh, thing that lets me like go to your house when I want to. <laughs> Teleporter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't told anybody yet, but. You've been hanging out with H.G. Wells, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. to borrow that so I can get to the beach in five minutes. Well, I can bring it to you really easy. I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> just pop right over. Yeah. Yeah, no, but just weird little feelings. Nothing where I've had experiences like I've had in the past. What about you, Carter? What were you about to say? Uh, well, actually, we've I've had two. Um, and one I can say is not like, oh, I thought it was some weird thing. Like, we've been seeing articles in the paper where there's literally no shit coyotes in our part of town. Wow. And, yeah. And so every time, like, it gets dark and I go out to smoke a cigarette, I'm like, okay, I'm not leaving the porch. And, like, every noise, I'm like, what was that? What was that? Pulling my knife out, like, I'll fight you. I'll, I'll <laughs> fight you. I don't care. I'll fight you. If you hear, like, a coyote or a wolf at night, it really is really creepy, honestly. It is, man. And I, yeah. and I hear the dogs, you know, all going ape shit at night in the neighborhood, and it's... Oh, did I, mean, I tell it, that? It, Go ahead, Carter. It's literally, in the, in the paper, it's our part of town. It's South Park. So... I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna add to that. Like you brought up barking dogs. I think I told y'all this, but it wasn't on the show. Um, I have a large dog. He's a mix, but he's like a German Shepherd mixed with something else. So he's he's a large dog, uh-huh. and he takes really good care of the area. Like you don't come in his yard unless he wants you to. Yeah, kind of deal. But um, in the middle of the night, every two weeks or so, on like a Wednesday or a Thursday, he'll. Stand in front of our porch and just bark out towards the woods, and he won't leave the area. He'll just stay there and he won't move. And it's around about the same time it seems, uh, and it's like every other week. It's really freaking. We I've never seen. I even took a flashlight out there, didn't see a thing. I don't know what it is. It sounds like the grays a, are back there checking on you, Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> or the ghosts, or a scarecrow. It sounds like an episode of Supernatural. Yeah, it Ooh. does. <laughs> Nice. Let's get into the supernatural uh, areas of our, our country, then. You want to get into these 50 states and start uh, seeing what where the, the haunted locations are? Let's dive uh, one, in. One thing, though, uh, for our listeners, yeah. if you guys hear these stories and you have anything you want to add to them yep. or 
there's anything that you 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 guys feel is creepier than this that we didn't cover, please let us know so we can so we can cover it because weird stuff around the country like this is 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 almost a lot more interesting than you know trying to pick something out of thin air for yeah. us to cover. So and we'd love if to you hear. want us to dig into whatever's going on in, in your part of the country, please let us know on our Facebook page and, and we can certainly see what we can do about that. Awesome. Sounds great. How do you guys want to attack this? Do you want to like each take one and go that way or you want to go Let's with, take uh, turns. That would be fun. <laughs> Why not? It'd be fun, right? Yeah. All it's right. like a podcast Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, before we start, make sure you light your candles. Okay. Turn the lights out. Mmm. And grab a brew. Yeah. For the cobwebs. Wait, what was that (laughs) noise? See, I swear somebody was just standing in the doorway. Oh, no. Dude. (laughs) All right. I got to see. This is going to be creep because it's already getting dark here right now. Well, you know what? If something happens, at least you're recording and and we know about it. So Yeah. And it's no joke. I, I have the lights off and I have candles lit. Like I'm getting in, in the mood for this this podcast tonight. Well, we have very different ways of doing this. My lights are on. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say the same thing. Oh, My come on, guys. On. Every light in this room is yeah. on. You gotta get get the chalice uh, of blood out. Bring out the <laughs> bring out the big dusty book of old uh, spells. I did watch Hocus Pocus yesterday, so maybe I'm ready for you're this. You're ready. Now you're ready. Yeah. Here we go. All right, let's go. Uh, why don't you start us off, Johnny? All right. Alabama, the first state we're going to visit. It's the, I'm going to assume it's base, cemetery, but okay. it's spelled like a bass, B-A-S-S, cemetery. Mm-hmm. It's in Irondale, Alabama. All righty. And apparently this, I actually looked into this one a little bit because it's like a Civil War era cemetery. Which is something we have gotten into before. Nice. Yeah. Uh but uh, some people claim that it's probably at least 200 years old, the cemetery. But uh, like the oldest uh, gravestones, like from the 1860s, which would be when the Civil War era was. Uh, apparently, this cemetery is like down. A, you got to go down a dirt road, which in this day and age, there's hardly any of those left anyway. And then it's like it's off in the woods somewhere. So you got to know where it's at to find it from the sounds of things. And... Uh, there's all kinds of things. Uh, the main thing that people report there is spooky voices, EVPs. You know, Chris mentioned those earlier, and that's just uh-huh. the electronic voice phenomenon. Yep. If you didn't know what that was, uh, it's it's where most of the time you have a, some sort of recording device and you're just out talking, and then when you go back and listen to it, there's a voice there that you didn't hear the first time. Mm-hmm. And apparently they've catch a lot of those there. Now, that this article actually links you to some, and I did listen to those. Uh, I, I didn't think they were that great personally, but you know, but they're there and you can go listen to them if you want to. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I love a good EVP though. I love those. Get out. Did you guys hear what? that? Who said that? <laughs> no, that's, that's creepy. I did see also on this little article, it says that at least one tomb was visibly vacated. Was that, is yes. it, was it vandalized? Do they know? I couldn't find anything on that. Mm. It's, it was really weird. I saw that too. Yeah, my wife. My wife looked at me and goes, "Well, what do they mean by that?" And I was like, "That means it was empty and somebody walked away. <laughs> <laughs> they just got up and went on home. They got up and went home. No, there's a but, uh, the last thing to add is there's a you know this is where like a lot of the soldiers and the slaves during that time were buried there. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say we co- we're going to cover. Pro- I think there's a few other spots on this list that are Civil War era type of yeah. places, uh, and you're always going to. I feel like you're always if you be- you're a believer in this stuff, uh, in the fact that maybe energies could be imprinted or even you know intelligent. Your intelligence is stuck here in spirit form. Um, I feel like the Civil War era places will be littered with these things because it was it was our, one of our bloodiest wars ever, wasn't it? It was it was the bloodiest war for America for people living here. We lost more people than we lost. I forgot what the percentage was, but we actually lost a percentage of the population during it. Oh, that's just brutal. And and you're talking about and it's not just one or two battlefields or just like one part of the country. This was up and down the coast pushing out west. I mean, it was just it was rage it was it was disgusting. It was it's it's bad, brutal. Oh yeah, for sure. 4 years 4 years of just bloodshed. Awesome. All right, I let's... just want to say, Chris, I can hear insects and stuff on your end, and it's really adding to the creep factor. So <laughs> well, you don't should... lose that, man. You, you don't should lose be, dude. That. I don't know. You need to take the blindfold off. We told you to take it off when we got here. We're in the woods. We're at a yeah. fire. <laughs> We're sitting in the woods. Um, let's move on. to. The, I'll do the next one, Alaska. Uh, I'm just going to read the actual uh, thing and kind of say what, what else, because I didn't really do too much in depth. It sounds like, Johnny, you did some homework, either. which yeah, is awesome. It sounds like Johnny kind of. Which is I awesome. may or may not have had a highlighter and used it. That's, a, <laughs> that's awesome. And then looked into some things if I thought it was interesting. Uh, all right, let's see here. Number two, Alaska Red Onion Saloon uh, in Skagway, Alaska. Have either of you guys ever been to Alaska? No, no, me neither. I want to go though. I really want to go for sure. As and long as we're not going to Barrow, I'm good, dude. I just want to go because it looks beautiful there. And I got to tell you, when I think of Alaska, I don't think of, like, the Old West, like, frontier type of days at all. I just think of Eskimos, maybe, and, you know, a lot of mountains and and ice and snow. I think Uh, of dog sleds. Yes. I think of harsh, harsh country, man. Exactly. So this says Alaska Alaska also is... uh, they got they a lot of people go missing there. I mean, a lot. Yeah, that is that is uh, <laughs> it's it's creepy. A lot of planes go I missing didn't, too. I didn't, think, yeah. I didn't think you guys were gonna bring that up, but you know what? That in and of itself, right there, is a topic for a future show. Oh, for sure, that's definitely a, a show in the future. But this hey, one, what's, this, hap- what's happening in Alaska, Chris? Yeah, this one says in its heyday, the Red Onion Saloon offered a slice of the Old West in the last frontier. See, I never would think of Alaska that way. Built in 1897, the upscale saloon and brothel was one of the hottest spots in Skagway, Alaska, during the Klondike Gold Rush. Today, yeah, there, right there, is the thing. The gold rushes. Yep. I don't think people now realize how huge those were back then. No, oh, they were huge. I mean, people huge, picked huge, up their huge. lives. People would pick up their lives and move to Alaska hope, or California. Yeah. yeah, yeah, California and Alaska, especially, hoping to find a speck of gold, something that to strike their strike it rich. Gold on uh, them hills. So it says that to, <laughs> it says that this uh, Red Onion Saloon today is is an establishment that functions as, as a museum, and according to their blog, it's home to more than one spirit, accounts of footsteps, cold spots, apparitions, and a strong perfume smell have all been reported on the upper floors that once served as a bordello. Most disturbances have been attributed to one spirit in particular, a former prostitute named Lydia. So I've, this is another thing I've heard of is a lot of times, um, like the Old West saloons, they would have the bordellos upstairs where yep. you know, the drunk cowboys and the rough, rougher men could uh, go up and have an evening with a woman of the night. Uh, but 
I, I've heard of a lot of different places that are that are said to be haunted. You come across these things, like the strong smell of the kind of perfumes that would have been worn in those days, or sometimes actual men being touched by ghosts that are supposedly these dead prostitutes. There's a place in uh, in uh, Saint Augustine that used to be a uh, a brothel. Yeah. And uh, it's a bar now, and when you go in there, it just it feels kind of weird, man. Yeah. Just because it's like the oldest, or it was the oldest brothel in the city. So nice. You walk into the building, and you know you can kind of feel there's a lot of history. I don't think know, I went there. there. I, I've been to St. Augustine, but I don't think I went there. I don't know. I didn't know about that. That's cool. It's called the bar is called Scarlet O'Hara's. It's a really good place. Oh yeah, no, I didn't go in there. I'll have to check it out next time I go. It's it's a nice place. It's a nice place. Um, <clears throat> so next, next we have Arizona, the vulture mine. And I gotta say, guys, it doesn't surprise me that people claim that you know abandoned mines yeah. are haunted. Because you ever notice it's it's always places where people suffer and died. Now we yeah. yeah we just we just did. Um, the first one was the, you know, a Civil War battlefield. You know, we've covered other places where tragedy and trauma, and, you, you know, insane asylums, orphanages. It's all it's always a bad kind of place. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just freaky. Anyway, so the Vulture Mine is located just outside of Phoenix in a place called Wickenburg, which was once... Arizona's most successful gold mine and the surrounding settlement established in 1866 was a boomtown home to 5,000 residents. Nice. The mine was closed down in the 40s and Vulture City became a ghost town. But some of the spirits of those who died at the mine may still remain. The mine was plagued by theft and 18 high graders, which are miners who pocketed their discoveries, were put to death at the Vulture Hanging Tree. Wow. That's another thing, guys. They never talk about how much theft went on at yeah. these gold mines. And they would you know do that. had to be a lot. Yeah. It was. It was a lot. And they would and people put, just would just kill somebody else for their whatever they got. Yeah, absolutely. If you were caught, you were put to death. You were basically stealing someone else's, you know, fortune claim. That's yeah, it. someone yeah. else's claim. All right. So to continue, in uh, 1923. Due to lack of support structure, seven miners died in a cave-in, and their bodies are still trapped in the mine. Yeah. No. No. I'm not going in here, guys. I'm not going in here without a functioning proton pack. This is the kind of place where this shit happens. Why would you want to go into a, a, a mine, which is just a dark hole in the first place? Or a mine that's already collapsed yeah. once. Yeah. Think of just how scary that the thought of that is too. This you're talking about a hole that just burrows deep into the earth, into yeah. our people planet. People have already died in there. Yeah, and then, and then now you're talking about people that they reported as having been been trapped in there. Think of all of like the Chinese slaves they brought over to do the mining, and to you know that would get trapped, and they would never ever talk about, it, never report it because. You know, they didn't have family here to have to report to. They just replaced the body with another person to help work out. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So you're talking I mean, about it, many more deaths, yeah. And, and that's, and ca- that's and creepy ca- in and of itself. And caves and mines are just kind of uh, got a creepy aura about themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. And you can find many YouTube videos of people who go exploring those places and stuff. 
and they'll hear like just weird noises or they'll or they'll like EVPs even but that you can hear that are really creepy or or stuff will swing and move by themselves. Oh yeah, no way. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stay out here. <laughs> All right, number 4 guys in Arkansas or Arkansas. Actually don't say Arkansas. It's illegal to say that they're in their state. Is it really? It, yeah, it really is. It's illegal. That's interesting. Yeah. They probably got tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again and you're going in jail. Yep. The 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa. It's, that's in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Eureka. It's Eureka's a, Castle. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's called the 1886 Crescent Hotel because that's obviously when it was opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, during it, during building it, like in 1885, there was a stonecutter uh, who died during the construction of it. He fell to his death. Uh, and then also there was a doctor. Where's this at? Doctor John uh, Fremont Ellis. He was the hotel physician. Uh, apparently, he died during this time too. Uh, but this is like a really huge place for haunted tours and stuff. Uh, you guys ever watch the show Ghost Hunters? Yeah, I used to. Okay, this is one of the places that they went to, uh, and they had a, some really good evidence there. There's like a thermal. They have a thermal camera uh-huh. where you know, it just picks up heat signatures and stuff. And they have a really cool. Uh, a, a thermal image on there that you can look it up, but I think it's actually linked somewhere. I saw it somewhere, but anyway, uh, it's 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 like a really nice hotel and spa. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's you can do ghost tours and stuff. Uh, this is one of those places that has you know there's a lot of these, especially these older hotels. In order to get revenue, they'll just they'll just start embracing their haunted history. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is one of those places that's definitely just jumped all in for that. So you got ghost tours and all kinds of stuff you can do there. It's funny, like back in the old, in uh, older times, before you really saw many paranormal TV shows or had any, you know, having a place that was haunted meant that was the death sentence for your business. Your place would close down. No one would want to go to it. Now it's like you can't keep people away if your place is haunted. That's very true. I mean. It, before you wouldn't even want people to, to speak of it because you thought you'd be made fun of. Yeah, you'd lose money. No one would ever come. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And now, they, now people are like, oh, I'm glad this place is haunted. <laughs> I got to tell you, anytime I go to any hotel, I always kind of, in the back of my mind, half wish that the room I'm going to be in is going to be haunted. Dude, don't wish that. Dude, don't wish that. No, I'm, I'm serious. Okay, when we went to Savannah last year for my wife's birthday, we stayed at the one of those uh, bed and breakfast places called the Kehoe House, uh-huh. right? So we're staying in this room, and it's got a little balcony outside, so we go out there to smoke a cigarette and drink some beer. As we're standing out there, the freaking ghost tour comes around. They point to our room and start talking about some ghost in there. And I'm looking at, and I'm looking at my wife going, is there anything that you maybe want to tell me right now? That you, is this why the bathroom light was on when I woke up this morning? And she's like, yeah. It is. We're in a haunted room. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's a great. That's a great city to, to go visit. Just if you oh like man, it, there is some. There is. You guys want to hear a, a weird story about? No, check this out. <laughs> so we go to find my grandmother's and my great aunt's uh, grave. I know the cemetery. I know where the grave is because I went there a hundred times as a kid. They're gone. The graves are gone, dude. And my mother is the one of the only living relatives left. And she said no one has called her to move them. 
No one has called her to say, oh, they're not here. Are there, are oh, there spots oh, oh, where the headstones should have been? Your graves are missing. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know, man. It was the freakiest... Oh, it was creepy. Wait, was it like just a even, different grave there, or is it just like nothing? Yeah, it was just a different grave there. Oh. Uh, I mean, it was weird. That's strange. Yeah, well, that's Savannah's a creepy there. place, man. Savannah's man. great. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, let's move on. We're going to move out move west yeah, move to the sun's sunny California. Ooh, that's a great place. San Francisco, okay, California. Okay, color shocked on this. <laughs> now, outside of uh, San Francisco, in the water, in the bay, is The Rock, Alcatraz, the maximum security prison. Everyone knows about this this prison. Um, it's our country's no- most notorious prison, I think. Yeah, for decades it was yep. it housed uh, yeah the most notorious criminals, murderers, thieves. Al Capone stayed there um, for the longest time. He was public enemy number one. He was head of the Chicago mafia. Um, a lot of a lot of really bad people uh, were there, and I said I think they said no one's ever escaped except the Birdman. There's a guy named that had the nickname the Birdman of Alcatraz. Uh, did, did they ever find his body, or did no. he actually got away? What as, about those three as, who built the raft? I think they died, didn't they, or did they get away too? I thought they never, they never found the yeah they never found the bodies. They never confirmed. I thought that's interesting. But so, that doesn't mean they didn't drown in the bay and sink. To and, the and by and by the way, just to add to the Al Capone thing, yeah. Uh, he claimed, I think it was him who claimed yeah. that he was being. He, they would hear him screaming at night or something, yeah. and they go to check up on him in his cell. And yeah, he, yeah. And he, you know what I'm talking about, Chris? Yeah, he'd be screaming his head off, and and they they'd rush. The guards would rush, and and of course it was it, it wasn't a normal cell. It's not the just the tiny little cell. It was he actually had it a little bit more lavish because of who he oh, was. Yeah, he, he, a, he even had a radio. Yeah, he so. had, it was like it was like a little mini living room where he was staying. But they'd come in and they'd find him cowering and and crying and like. You know, turning away from certain part, corners of the cell, and he would say that some of the people that he had had killed in his past were coming back to haunt him there. Hmm. Yeah, and he was never the same after he got out either. From the sounds no, of it, not at all. It, it, it did freak him out. Now, so well, this... pardon me, pardon me while I say this, but cry me a river, Al. <laughs> cry me a freaking river, <laughs> you evil guy. Cry me a river. But this, uh, anyway. it's, yeah, not just Al. There, there had been all kinds of. I mean, think about how many times prisoners murder other prisoners. So there have been all kinds of deaths there. Um, and there was, and there was a lot of stuff going on with the guards there too. Apparently, yeah. There's all kinds of sick stuff where people went overboard and did things. So there's all kinds of bad energy there. So um, it is. It's considered one of the more haunted places in our country. And um, there used to National Park Service used to run ghost tours there, um, but. I guess the I, I don't know if it was lack of interest at some point it just started to decline, um, but they do say that when you do go there for whatever tours you're doing um, that that you can hear sometimes like eerie moaning and cries sometimes you see the shadow out of the corner of your eyes uh, they even say that you can hear a faint banjo uh, in the distance and apparently that was something that Al Capone was was learning while he was in in prison at the time. That's creepy. Yeah, it's. I never got a chance to actually go out to it. I've been to uh, San Francisco and I went out to the Golden Gate Bridge to take pictures. And then I, you could take a picture of the rock from from this. You know where I was. You could see it out in the water. I think that's one of the things that makes it more creepy for a ghost tour. Is like if you went out there, you know, yeah, on a ghost tour. There's only one way off the island. Dude. Yeah, and imagine if something happens and you're stuck out there. Exactly. Nice. I'm swimming for it, bro. Fun fact: <laughs> Fun fact, uh, Alcatraz 
is ha- has a cameo uh, in one of my favorite movies of all time, a movie with Mike Myers called So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah. You guys ever see it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And they take, they take the tour, and Phil Hartman's the tour guy, and he's, like this, he's got such a flat affect, but he's talking about like the most disgusting things that happened there. <laughs> oh, I love that movie and I love that cameo. It's a great, a great, great uh, place, and I definitely want to check this place out. Yeah, R.I.P. 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 Phil. Alrighty. All right, Johnny. You want to take Murder Hotel, or do you want me to get it? That's yours. You go for it. You're the you're All the right. author. This is perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Take, I'll take Murder Hotel. All right. Next up, we got Colorado, the Stanley Hotel, which to probably a lot of our listeners is familiar as the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. The inspiration, yeah. The inspiration behind the Overlook Hotel. Um, so, apparently they do offer regular ghost tours. Oh, yeah. They embrace um, it. Which, did, that that one, I, I might actually, I have to say, I might actually take that one. Have you guys ever been out there? At least there? it's not on an island. Have you guys ever been out there? No. Oh, yeah. No. I went I went there, took pictures of the hotel. I didn't, get, I didn't stay the night, but I, I've been out to Estes Park. It's a nice little ski resort town. But they had this creepy hotel in there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you see two little girls at any point? (laughs) Not at all. Red Rom. But do you know the the story behind it, the Stanley Hotel? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the guy that built it um, is F.O. Stanley. He's the, the Stanley Steamer guy. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and at some point, I think he contracted tuberculosis or he was sick or something like that. And his doctors gave him only a few months to live. And they were like, if you're going to live this last few months, go go live and try to be as comfortable as possible. So go to Colorado because, like, the air out there is cleaner. And so he did. Him and his wife moved out there. And they figured if they're going to be out there and they're going to be, you know, he's going to try to recuperate and, and live out his last, you know, few last few months or whatever it was. They were going to do it and enjoy it and make money. And so they had a, a hotel built. They built the hotel, um, and he went out there. And apparently, I think he made a full recovery, not a full recovery, but he lived a lot longer than they thought he would. Hmm. Yeah. So, but that's where it came from. He he was he was out there, and he would he made it so that so lavish, so that all of his friends and all these people who were prominent businessmen that he had known, you know, across the country would come out to visit and stay there. And then he'd also make money off of people coming to the little uh, ski resort. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And it's got um. And I know that the stories behind that are go on in there are the ones that uh, do show up in The Shining because I get you know the story about Stephen King staying there. Yeah, and that's how he had the, he got the idea for that, and I guess there was another book he had an idea for. But um, Stephen King said he had weird feelings and stuff, but he had heard stories about the ghostly bartender, about the piano playing, and all that stuff. And a lot of people reported that like they can hear the piano playing in the middle of the night, or you can hear, um, you know, like the the billiards playing, like somebody's playing billiards. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That would freak me out, the clacking of those balls in the middle of the night. It's a gorgeous hotel, too, man. It really is. The clacking of any balls would freak me out. I agree. Especially I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Do you guys want to go to Connecticut? Because we should. We should. Let's go. Because there's a place that's uh, it's technically called Dudley Town, mm-hmm. but it's also got another name. And that name is the Village of the Damned. Really? 
Yes. Now, what's really interesting about this is even though it's a place, you can't really enter it. Which is also freaky. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's there, but it's not there. Wait, what? Yeah, okay. This place was founded in 1740, according to legend, by the way. Okay. By the Dudley family, uh, who apparently did not have the greatest reputation. <laughs> uh, they were known to be kind of treacherous, and uh, all kinds of scandal kind of followed them around when they went into the New World. Uh, but over the next six decades, the town saw its share of horrors, and that includes uh, people just going going insane, uh, kids just disappearing. And then around the 1800s, it's when the, the town itself was just abandoned. Everybody just left it. Uh, the settlement itself is gone. And today, the reason that I said that it's there but it's not there, it's just an overgrown forest. That's all it is now. Really? Yeah. But apparently, if you can find it, uh, there's all kinds of weird things in there. Like They say that it's one of the quietest... Well, you know, if you go out in the woods at night, it's not quiet at all. You'll hear all kinds of uh, insects or animals and stuff. It's very, there's a lot of noise, actually. But they say, in the, the legend is in these woods... It's eerily quiet. You don't hear a thing. Nice. That's but, freaky, dude. And you also see like uh, orbs and stuff in the air in the sky. The, the whole story behind this feels like that should be an episode. I don't know how I've never heard of the Village of the Damned. And I don't That's know a great how, name. I don't know how we've never covered <laughs> this. This is – I cannot believe people went insane just in the town. That's the that's the legend. The children disappearing yeah. like yep. Slender Man style. This sounds great. We gotta look into this. <laughs> well, I mean, this could even get into UFO territory. So there's bright orbs in the air. So who knows? Yeah. Or a lot of a lot of times people attribute orbs to spirits. So yeah, it could be the one. That's interesting. Or dust. <laughs> that's a lot of big He's not wrong. Big bright piece <laughs> of dust out there floating around. <laughs> that's awesome. Very that's why cool. I'm kind of against the uh, orbs on camera because it can always could be dust yeah to me exactly but anyway you know where there's not dust where's that delaware oh tell me about it fort delaware to be exact on pea patch island so apparently it's a pea patch oh okay it's pea (laughs) so (laughs) here we go Okay, so take the ferry from Delaware City and make a day of it at Fort Delaware State Park, which offers picnic areas, wildlife, and ghosts. Oh, that's the triple threat. <laughs> I, lo- I love how it, it reads like a like a handout for the state park. Yeah, offers right. beautiful picnic areas, lovely wildlife, and if you're looking for it, ghosts. You really should just put and ghost and, and not put of course there. Right. So that so that would just like it just also just happens to be ghost there too. By the way, <laughs> don't feed the ghosts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the spooky pentagonal fort itself was built in 1859 and is so famously haunted that it also was featured on Ghost Hunters. I know they've gone to a lot of different locations, so I'm sure a lot of these might show up as as having been on Ghost Hunters or Ghost Adventures or one of those yeah. shows. Um, but it says that the sh- uh, when the, they were there, the show's hosts recorded eerie noises like cannon fire and movement in the fort tunnels. Um, again, this when you when you think about places that may be haunted, and we talked about it with Civil War era, a lot of these forts and a lot of these places where battles and and wars took place, you're gonna find hauntings. Or if 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 you believe that, you know what I mean. It's gonna be there. These are gonna be the, the places that are ripe for that kind of thing. Right. The hot spots. Yeah, would you remember when uh, St. Augustine, there was a fort there that was supposed to have 
um, a headless Indian or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. So, uh, and and you'd see soldiers, and this is it sounds like the same thing here at Fort Delaware that there's they they hear you know noises in the tunnel, and can you imagine hearing cannon fire out of nowhere? No, just... I'd be dude, I'd be running so. Oh, dude, because yeah, that's loud. Have you actually ever heard cannon fighter? Oh fire. yeah, fire. <laughs> I've heard cannon fighters too. No, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've ever heard the sound of a cannonball being shot out of a cannon? Oh yeah, it it's is. loud, man. It, yeah, it's you very loud. Jump out of your you can't skin. Can't hear that. Especially if you're not expecting it, you, it'll scare you right out of your skin for real. Oh yeah, for sure. Sweet. So yeah, the forts, the forts. That's a place to go if you're out in Delaware. Well, you know what the opposite of Delaware is, right? What's that? What's that? Florida. Florida. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Florida. <laughs> All right, that's you know, a... it took me forever to figure out that that's what his friggin' name is. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. <laughs> you kept going around going, hey, you heard this new song by Florida? Like, huh? By Flo- <laughs> Wait, Flo Rida? What is that? Oh, he's from Florida. Now I get it! <laughs> yeah. His music's not that good. <laughs> no, it's not, but you know what? That's okay. That's a clever anyway, name. Yeah, this is, a state, uh, this is a state I used to live in, so let's hear about oh, this story. Nice, nice. Yeah, my buddy, my best friend lives in Florida now. I've never heard of this um, song. I, I, I've never heard of this. The May Stringer House. Uh, apparently, this is this is Johnny's uh, triple threat right here. This place has it all. Footsteps, creepy dolls, Uh-oh. weird mists, drops in temperature, even kids laughing. Which no. is, that, that's the one that I Disembodied laughter yeah. is freaky. Yeah. No, kids. Yes. Disembodied laughter is the worst. Oh, forget it. <laughs> I can't Four. do it. Or a kid singing. Anytime any of these horror movies have a kid singing oh, no, in the no, in the dark, no, I'm done. No, no, I'm no, done. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, no. Now I'm... I know how to get you, man. Oh, God. Yeah. My... I'm out of whatever area I'm in. I'm going. I'm sorry. My skin is crawling right now thinking of that. <laughs> All right. So what about this house? What's the dealio? Uh, well, apparently it is a Victorian-era mansion, uh, and it's seen uh... – Smallpox, suicide, uh, deaths during childbirth, uh, and it's supposed to be one of the most haunted buildings uh, in Florida. Wow! Um, I've never you can't you can buy packages for this one to investigate the place, like what we were like what you were talking about with uh, yeah that other I can't remember the name of the place. Yeah, we'll get to um, that one. And you can roam in the building until two a.m., which gotta be honest, that seems a little early. If we're ghost hunting, do you know what I mean? Might maybe till four or five in the morning Ugh. might work better, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, you lost me at creepy dolls and children's laughter. That's just too yeah. much. Mists, fine. You know what? Down down there, the weather can get a little a little steamy. You know, you never know. Sometimes you hit those cold spats, but creepy dolls like that. You know, the island of the dolls. Like what some other? Oh country? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that, yeah. That do country. That. What, what country is that in? Argentina or something like that? Venezuela or something? Uh, no. Um, it's in, is it in, I thought it was in Central America somewhere. Is it? Yeah, it's it somewhere. Might be in Central America I don't remember. Somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, but those dolls, no thanks. And especially anytime I think of those creepy dolls, like those porcelain faces missing half an eye, and like the other eye is the kind that like the lid comes up and down. You know what I mean? Oh no, thanks. No, one of the worst parts. All right, now now I know how to get both of you when the time comes. Yeah, well, that was, I got to say that was one of the scary parts of the original Blair Witch in the theater in the dark when you would hear those little children like laughing and giggling all around you in the theater. No, no, <laughs> no, 
I'm done. <laughs> Checking out. Moving on. on. That's, that's what you get for taking your kids to the theater, Chris. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. All right. Now, guys, let's. Speaking of kids, there's a place in Georgia. It's the Bonaventure Cemetery, which yes. is in Savannah. Yes. Uh, Georgia. Which obviously is Savannah. I don't know, have you guys ever been in Savannah? I have. Yep. Yeah. It's a it's another beautiful place. It's got a lot of history to it. A lot. Uh, but apparently in this cemetery, I've actually heard this one before. There's this little ghost of this little girl named Gracie, and they call her little Gracie. And they want you to bring a stuffed animal for her. She's kind of a almost like a mascot for them, it seems, or like a, this says ghost ambassador, but kind mm-hmm. of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, she was a sweetheart of Savannah in her day. It was known for uh, she would entertain the guests with songs uh, and all this stuff because her dad actually uh, managed a luxury hotel. She died when she was only six, though she had pneumonia, and her grave became a shrine almost. Wow. But apparently to this day, her ghost still plays in the square, and you can hear her cries at night when the toys left oh. for her are taken away. Oh, you lost me again. No, no, yep. no, 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 no. Here, I'll even add to that, apparently. Uh, also in the cemetery, uh, you know, there's all kinds of, uh, of uh, statues and figures in the cemetery. Yeah, it's a gorgeous And apparently cemetery. some of them have faces on them, and they were said to change from oh. time to time. The faces oh. will change. Ooh. Yeah. Have you got, so you you said you have been there, you've been to the cemetery? Have you ever been to the cemetery? I've not been to the cemetery. I've been to Savannah, but I have not been to the cemetery. I have. Yeah, I have too. I went to it because it's a it's a very well-known cemetery. It's um, freaky, man. It's I couldn't imagine what it would be like at night walking around thinking you see the faces changing. Well, any cemetery at night is creepy. I've been to some yeah. at night. But yeah. So, so knowing that this is a little sweetheart of Savannah, she was a little girl that, you know, and she died, unfortunately, at that age, at six years old. Uh, and she's considered an ambassador of this cemetery. Do you think if you ever came across her, you guys would be terrified? Yes. I think it would have first just because it's, you know, you're not expecting that. Uh-huh. But I think if you really start thinking about it, if it's a little girl, yeah, then she probably just... She's probably scared too, really. Okay, so what if she looks at you, kind of uh-huh. tilts her head to the side, and then starts yeah. to sing? Starts singing. Oh, I'm gonna say, oh, I'll see you later, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Another, I gotta go be somewhere else. That's awesome. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Ooh. All right. I'll just, it depends on what song she's singing. If it's a really good one, I might stick around. But I'm gonna be like, guys. Uh, if she's singing any further. But if she's like singing even Floyd Rada song, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I think it's time we move out. Moving on. Let's uh, let's go to Hawaii. Let's let's oh, fly please, out to Hawaii, Honolulu. I'd rather go to Hawaii than Florida anyway. Here's yes. the thing: we do know ha- Hawaii has the smoke beasts, the smoke monsters. Ooh. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> the what now? <laughs> no, it's oh, Carter. You've never been lost, Carter. You were never lost. Have you ever been lost in Hawaii? Oh, you mean that <laughs> shitty TV show? That oh, you're going to get that. Yeah, I only watched a couple episodes, and I got to tell you, it was friggin' awful. Oh, you're terrible. It's an amazing show. It's one of my favorites. Carter? And that's a show that they didn't have a... Carter, uh, before, Chris, so. can I talk to you for a second, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you. We're going to have a talk about Carter. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go. Let's see. Okay, out in Hawaii, Morgan's Corner. Never heard of this, uh, and I've never really thought of Hawaii as being 
scary or paranormal or anything like that. No, Hawaii is where you go to party, man. No, I've always th- I mean, the scariest I've ever heard of Hawaii was the curse in the Brady Bunch. <laughs> you remember when? Remember when yeah. he, he, they find that thing in the, the construction site and he wears it as a yes. necklace. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Let's see what's going on in Morgan's Corner, Honolulu, Hawaii. Several urban legends surround this sharp curve of. I'm not okay. Wow, Nuanu, nu, Nuanu. That sounds good. <laughs> Nuanu Pali Drive in Honolulu. The true origins of its ghastly reputation trace back to the murder of a 68 year old widow that took place nearby in 1948. Since then, the spot has been connected to the tales of paranormal activity, and today it's a stop on the Orbs of Oahu Ghost Tour, held on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. <laughs> orbs of see again, they're they're attributing the those light balls as uh, as ghosts. The Orbs of Oahu never would have thought of this. So this woman was murdered, uh, and this this place is this corner is considered a hot spot. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if she shows up. Is she like wearing a lei and like the hula grass skirt, and like wanting you to dance? Like, like think about it. Like the ghosts. A lot of times we see ghosts here. We see ghosts in the northeast or even in the south. And sometimes they're in colonial garb. Sometimes they're in, you know what I mean. But out in Hawaii, like, do they show up as natives, as as the natives used to, or are they like wearing, you know, Hawaiian shirts and and you know, Panama Jack hats. That's a good question. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Very good question. I'll have to ask. These are, these are the questions that we pose on History Creeps. Yeah, well, let me get my transporter. Ponder that one as we yeah. move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got, Carter? All right, next we're going to Idaho. Oh, I love potatoes. See, I was going to say specifically to Boise where they make some of my favorite potato chips. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, you know what, though? We're going back to another prison. Okay. And the prisons are the freaky ones. Idaho Penitentiary housed over 13,000 inmates when it was a functional prison. Uh, apparently, the building was the site of many riots, and, which culminated in a fire that shut it down for good in 73. Hmm. Uh, according to, to some accounts, uh, former prisoners still roam the halls. Uh, visitors have reported feelings of anxiety and dread when they walk in and some people have even claimed to hear unexplained whispers and screams but as long as they're not child screams you're cool right chris yeah yeah i'm good yeah (laughs) i think any kind of blood curdling scream out of anywhere and knowing what background was there is is terrifying but worse when it's a kid right yeah for sure yeah uh this one also offers uh tours nice uh so you know, if you if you're feeling squirrely and you want to check out some of these noises, by all means, go ahead. Don't call me because I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, it seems. I watch too many horror movies. It seems like you're going to see these a lot. Penitentiaries or prisons having ghostly activities. Just the same as like insane asylums yeah. and you know sanitariums and places Hos- like any that. kind of hospital, really. Really? Yeah, really almost any kind of hospital, from, yep. especially from back in the earlier days of medicine. Yep. I, would, I would argue even now, they just don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you're probably right. Because, I mean, that's a place where not only do people leave this world, but people also enter this world. So it's got to be something there. And there's all kinds of other pain in between, yeah. you know. Interesting, crazy nonsense. Guys, do you guys like Chicago, which is in uh, Illinois? I do. They have good hot fact. dogs. 
Have you guys okay? Have you guys been there? I've been there. I have never been there. Chris, did you say you have? Yes, I have. I have, and I'm planning, hopefully, planning to be there uh, for Chicago Comic Con coming up next year. Actually, I went there for C two E two, which is also another uh, Comic Con top thing there. Awesome. Uh, it, yeah, and it's a it's actually a really great city. I mean, it's got a lot of uh, good and bad about it, but. It's the Windy City, mm-hmm. which out of the three days I was there, it was only windy one day. I felt right. it was very false advertising. <laughs> but <laughs> I've actually heard of this place as well. I didn't get to go there. It was the Congress Plaza Hotel. I've never heard of it. Me either. Well, you guys have heard of the actually the the not the eighteen ninety three World's Fair though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now that's got its own history. We could probably cover at some point, but uh, yeah. Apparently during this time. That's why that uh, hotel was built. Was one of the reasons was for that. Uh, there's several ghosts that they say that you can see there. One of them is like a uh, this little boy who apparently during his lifetime, the reason that he died was he jumped from a window with his mom. Wow. And then apparently also you, there's like a, a ghost of a Spanish American war veteran who killed himself before his wedding. Oh. So I, get, I wonder if he knows he could have just said no. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Even in those Stack days, out, dude. those right. days just disappear. You just go on and start a new yeah. life somewhere. But here's this. Now, here's some of the things they claim you can also uh, see. One of the things is unplugged kitchen appliances will turn themselves on. Uh oh, no thanks. How, how would you guys feel about that? <laughs> the worst. I feel like I'm stuck in maximum overdrive. <laughs> no thanks. I've never experienced that, but I'm pretty sure it freaked me out. Yeah, it's strange. Uh, visitors will hear uh, humming and whispers, mm-hmm. and then you also hear phantom gunshots that come out of nowhere. Oh wow, that's, that's creepy. creepy! Yeah, especially in Chicago, so that, that would freak you out even more. Yeah. No kidding. No, well, sadly in Chicago, there could just be real gunshots. Yeah, anymore. I mean, it's yeah, it's sad. Hotels. I think that's where they always have that. Say, there's got to be something to the energy left behind when these people die in this fashion, like the suicide one. That one's just insane. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. A lot of that's what uh, Stephen King used for uh, 1408. Yeah, true. A lot of Oh, you could do that. You can find a lot of hotels that have that story. Let's Yeah, move. and probably worse than that, man. Yeah. Let's move next door. Indiana's next door to Illinois, right? Yeah, it's right there. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure I wasn't overstepping where that was. <laughs> like, Are somebody on. mad at you? Indiana, the Steps Cemetery. Again, we have another cemetery. Surprise, surprise. A typical visit to Morgan Monroe State Forest might include a hike, a picnic, and a leisurely stroll through an abandoned cemetery. Now, okay, here's my question. What makes a cemetery abandoned? (laughs) I Uh guess it's when nobody takes care of it anymore. Is that Uh, the only way? Because technically, aren't all cemeteries abandoned? Yeah. Well, yeah, but they have have, uh, groundskeepers and stuff that come in and take care of the area. but. Well, when I think abandoned, I think it just means somebody doesn't live there. <laughs> uh oh. Well, I, I mean, I, mean I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. No vacancy. This, this, this at all isn't important. I'm just asking this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steb Cemetery was opened in the 1800s and is home to less than three dozen gravestones. Visitors to the site, which, according to urban legend, was founded was founded an orgy loving snake handling cult called the Crabites. So I looked into these, by the way. Let's see this again. The urban okay. legend states that Step Cemetery was founded by an orgy-loving, snake-handling cult called the Crabites. Who may or may not exist. Interesting. 
Uh, they, people who go there, though, they report strange sounds in the graveyards and sightings of ghostly women dressed in black. That's different. Usually it's in white. Yeah. Um, but it's saying that they, it said that this woman dressed in black is watching over the graves of her family members. So now I, I got a couple things. First of all, to me, I don't know what you guys think, but a smaller uh, graveyard with only a couple gravestones is a little creepier to me than a larger one. Agreed. Oh, for sure. And the other thing is, you, you know, Chris probably knows this, but I'm really fascinated by cults. So I actually will look into them just, just out of sheer curiosity. I've never heard of the Crabites. Me neither. This is the first I've heard of this. So I looked, I looked into them, and there's no... Uh, only thing you can ever find about them goes back to this cemetery, and they're linked completely. Nobody will claim that, they're, that they were actually real or that they were not real. They just think they might have been. They were like an offshoot... If if they were real, they were an offshoot of like the Pentecostal uh, church. Wow. Uh, which yeah, which the, but they were kicked out according to the legend. They were kicked out for their own uh, religious views. Apparently, they were way <laughs> they were way too much for even the Pentecostals. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, listen, we can deal with the orgies. It's just the snake handling. We cannot <laughs> yeah, do the it's snake, the snake handling. handling part. We can't get down. With. It might be the other way around with them. I don't remember, but. <laughs> Oh, interesting. So, yeah, not surprise, surprise, another cemetery that's haunted. Uh, though I am surprised to see it's a woman in black. Like I said, it's usually a woman in white when it comes to uh, seeing someone in a dress. Yeah. But if anybody knows anything about the Crabites or whatever, I would, I'm really interested. So please uh, link us something or tell us about it. Or if you remember, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I really would. I'd be fascinated, to be honest. Awesome. So the next one, Carter, bring us here because this one we've covered on the show before. Uh, now, now, uh, gentle listeners, we're going to Iowa. Yeah. Which, uh, as we all know, is where they grow corn. Yep. Uh, the yep. Ballista <laughs> Axe Murder House. Yeah, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for leaving me hanging on that one, guys. Come on. You sounded very positive about it. I was going to let I you know, keep right? going. I know, right? Hey, I, I like there's a lot of confidence in your voice, so I was going to let it go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so this is... I think I've heard of this one, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So this is the house where in June of 1912, this guy, J.B. Moore, his wife, Sarah, their four kids and two visiting kids were murdered in their beds by an axe-wielding intruder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let that sink in for a minute, yep. everybody. There were several suspects, including a state senator, Mm -hmm. but no one was ever convicted of the crime. Now, that's a little strange. How do you kill, like, eight people and just get away with it? Yeah, apparently during this time there was a lot of axe murders going on. The episode we covered, I believe we covered three or four. And it's on episode five. I just looked it up. Yeah, we did three or four uh, axe murders, and two of them took place within like three years of each other. This one and another one, and it was the New be- Orleans one. Yeah, it was believed that uh, it may have been the same guy, just a, a, a transient that that had committed both. But this is definitely brutal, man. Axe murder, axe murders. We talked about how brutal they are, and uh, the crime of passion type of a thing. Um, yeah, and then when you when you put children in the mix, oh god, horrible. Yeah, somebody somebody was a sick sick bastard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they uh, do they actually do ghost tours at this house or, or tours of the place. <laughs> Apparently, you can stay overnight. Oh man, 
Oh, for only a, a small fee of four hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Four hundred twenty-eight dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you get six that people, not, it's that a little does not easier. Include uh, proton charging. No. And uh, <laughs> you know. No. But what do what do they say happens there? Did the, Did you see that? Uh, apparently, the tours that they offer are interrupted by children's voices, falling lamps, oh. moving ladders, and flying objects. Yeah, sorry, can't go on that tour. Nope, don't want to go on that tour. <laughs> yeah, I was out after children's voices. <laughs> so I'm sure I, can you guys the, I can do the kids. I can do falling lamps, and I can do moving ladders, but when shit starts flying around, I, I it reminds me too much of Poltergeist. <laughs> Alrighty. Guys, do you want to go to Kansas? Let's go to Kansas. Let's go to Kansas. Click Let's your, go to the Sally House in Kansas. Click your heels three times. Yep. There's no place like Kansas. There's no place like the Sally House, apparently, which is in the town of Atchison, Kansas. Uh-huh. Uh, now, interesting enough, the Sally House apparently is incredibly haunted. Uh, people experience, um, they see uh, apparitions, they smell strange things, and Carter's favorite, stuff flies through the air, and you hear... <laughs> You hear voices, and there's another recurring theme to all these tales. There's a little girl Uh-oh. who allegedly died of appendicitis there uh, about the turn of the century, and apparently you can hear her or see her at times. But what's really interesting about this place, I've actually heard of Atchison, Kansas, because apparently it's one of the most haunted towns. The entire town is one of the most haunted places in America. I've heard of this. This is this was another one I, I thought that would be a great topic. Uh, and a, and even more cool, it's actually the birthplace of Amelia Earhart, who has her own uh, strange history to her. No kidding. Yep. We've got to do an episode about her. She's, that's a big one. For We've sure. got to do an episode about this town, man. That's yep. what I'm thinking. You know what I was thinking, Johnny? It's too bad we didn't switch these around, because where we're going next, you've actually been... Uh, well, you can talk about it, then I'll tell what happened to me. Yeah, we're going to Kentucky, the Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Now, this also known as the Giant Nope Palace. <laughs> this now, this place came on my radar because of uh, the show Ghost Hunters. They went to the, same I, here. I heard about this place, and it's an old tuberculosis hospital. Um, but I'd heard about it because of the the death shoot that they had. Right, that's this place with yes. the where yeah, when, that's this yeah. place. When people yep. would die, they would actually transport the dead bodies under a tunnel that would go for however many feet away from the building and open up um, at the trail at, at the the railroad tracks because they would just load these dead bodies uh, away from you know people who were still alive. They didn't want them to see it. Um, so in, so it says from 1911 through 1961, Waverly Hills was a tuberculosis hospital able to house 50 to 60 patients trying to recover from the disease at any given time. Unfortunately, many of those patients didn't recover. Thousands succumbed to the illness before an effective treatment was introduced in 1943, and apparently many of them are still there. Room 502 is a particularly popular spot for ghost sightings, the reports of a ghostly nurse still making her rounds there. Uh, They do hold the ghost tours, and they also offer packages in which you could stay overnight and explore the place by yourself. I heard the story with the ghost nurse was that she was an unmarried woman at the time, I guess, and had gotten pregnant, and that was just such a shame that she ended up uh, hanging herself in the wing where, like, all the raving lunatics were. So they actually just had to sit there and just watch her be, you know, dead for hours and hours before anyone came and found her. Yes. Oh, that's nice. Okay, now, I've I've been here. Nice. Um, This was years ago. I don't know what all they changed since then, uh, because I know when I was going there, they were trying to, like, make the place look a little nicer they were renovating some of the things uh just driving up there the road to it is creepy it's like it's 
you're, you're you think you're on the wrong road because it's just a small, uh, almost a one lane like road, just a paved road, and then it's just trees and brush overgrown all over it, just to get there, get to a gate. Then they'll open up the gate, and then you drive on up. This place is humongous. I mean, I know you've seen it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it does justice of how huge this place is. Now, you know, back then, uh, tuber- tuberculosis was huge. It was it killed a lot of people in America. It was a big deal, uh, and that's what this. I mean, that's the main reason this place was built. And the building itself was just creepy. I was there at night doing a ghost tour. <laughs> uh, it, it's really creepy. Just the. Uh, it's completely dark. I mean, it's out in the middle of nowhere. There's no. It's out. I mean, it's it's close to Louisville, but where it's at, there's no lights or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's really dark where it's at. Uh, most of the place is open. And by that, I mean there's no windows. Yeah. So there's it's just open. Like it's just when when you look out where there should be a window between you and the outside, there's just no window. Mm. Uh, that's what it was like back then. I don't know about now. And actually, I did visit the uh, death chute. They actually let you walk down down the chute if you oh, want to. Oh man, did you? Because uh, yeah, I did. Because what it is is it's a the chute is just a ramp that goes down, but on each side of the ramp there's steps that go down there. Uh-huh. So the so the ramps in the middle, and what they would do is they were they were having so many people uh, sadly dying due to this terrible disease that they couldn't handle it, so they would just throw the bodies down that chute because that was the easiest way to do it. Yeah, and it's really creepy because it's a long tunnel, and it's I mean I was I told you guys before we even started recording I was there with a big group of people. I mean there's no I was never by myself ever, and I was still creeped out at this place. I mean everywhere you look is just just uh, sheer darkness. Oh. It's it's a great place. I would I recommend anybody going there just to check it out though. It's I didn't hear anything, I didn't experience anything or see anything. But if you go there, you can see why people would. Yeah. I've heard reports where people thought they saw uh their reflection in the glass of one of the windows and then they realized that there was not glass there. I can that's, see that. That's freaky. Yeah. yeah. There's been times where people, I guess, they looking down a hallway, you can see, you, you'll see a source of light coming from one of the open windows down the hall or something, you know, outside, and then it would be blocked out because something would cross in front of it. Yeah. I will say this. I've taken quite a few ghost tours at different places. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, from here, I've taken one at Gettysburg. I've taken one at, at uh, uh, in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Uh this by far is my favorite one, though. It's the best one I've ever done. So yeah, I've got to do it. It's on my list for sure. Yeah, Carter, take us down to New Orleans. All right. Now, as we all know, New Orleans is supposedly one of the most haunted cities in America. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is a place called the Lalaurie Mansion. Uh, and on April eleventh, eighteen thirty-four, a fire broke out at eleven forty Royal Street, in New Orleans. When the neighbors rushed to help the residents escape, they discovered something even worse than the flames, what they describe as a veritable house of horrors. The New Orleans Bee reported that seven slaves, more or less horribly mutilated, were suspended by the neck, with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to the other. And they compared the mistress of the house, Delphine LaLaurie, to Caligula. Oh my god. Apparently, the house has has since been renovated and sold many times, including once to actor Nicolas Cage. That doesn't surprise me. Me either. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, you can hear chains in the attic and strange phone calls coming from the house. That would be freaky. 
No kidding. That would be freaky. Especially since there's no landline anymore. Well, and you always hear about New Orleans being so haunted, you know. Well, yeah, and and, and all that, kinds of weird stuff going on there. And I, I think it also, um, what fuels that is just the the idea of, of like voodoo also in New Orleans. It's 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 known for voodoo and the occult um, and above ground graveyards. So being yeah. surrounded by death, built on death, and permeated by death, it's like this is well, it, well, it's definitely the whole a hot city. Spot. The whole city itself is below. The sea level, yeah. So I mean, it's it's got that going against it. I mean, you know that terrible tragedy of Hurricane Katrina. There's a lot of people lost their lives during that too. Yeah. So you know, it just this place is just runs a just has so much activity. I would think. I'm sure. Definitely a spot now, I want to check out. I want to go to Orleans. <laughs> I do too, uh, especially with some beads, right, Chris? <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Somebody had to make the obligatory bead joke. So, now that we've Mardi done Gras. That out of the way, yeah. Yeah. Now that that's out of the way. Well, now that we've done that, let's go to Maine. Yes, beautiful now, I don't state. know about you guys, but I, I have a true love for lighthouses. Uh-huh, same. I think they're beautiful. Uh, I'm in North Carolina, and, of course, we got Cape Hatteras out here. And that, that one's gorgeous. Uh, the Wood Island Lighthouse in Maine is in Biddeford Pool, Maine. Now, a lot of these lighthouses, if you actually look into the history of them, a lot of them have some terrible things that would happen during them. Yeah. Uh, this one is no exception. In, in 1896, there was an argument about overdue rent between a local fisherman. His name was Howard Hobbs. And the game warden, of, I'm going to mispronounce his name, I'm sure, uh, Fred Milliken. Perfect. And apparently Howard shot Fred, and he died 45 minutes later. Ooh. But... Uh, Howard felt so bad about what he did, like it, the guilt just took over, and he killed himself with the with the same gun that he killed Fred with. Oh my god! So to this day, uh, they the people think that their spirits are still there. Uh, you know, you see all kinds of things from sounds, and uh, you can hear more about the various hauntings and stuff that happened there. But apparently, it's really really isolated there too. So that makes it even creepier. Lighthouses, because of the isolation. Uh, yeah. It's creepy already, but then add the ghosts or these stories that are tied to them. I don't know. I don't know if I could be a lighthouse keeper. Uh, if I, I couldn't. Knew, if I knew that we was going to, on. They don't need those anymore. They're all like electronic now. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But back then, I, could you imagine? Uh, no. No, no thing. One of the best, uh, one of the most interesting on Ghost Hunters, one of my favorite things they ever found, they were at some lighthouse and they caught some thing picking over a, a rail or something. St. Augustine Lighthouse. Oh, I've seen that. Is that it? Yeah. 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 That one, yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. I actually went up that. I went up to the top of the St. Augustine Lighthouse myself, and I remember walking up and down the stairs just just trying to see if I could feel anything. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No, nothing. It was the middle of the day, plain old lighthouse. I mean, it's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful view, and it's a nice lighthouse, yeah. but nothing too bad. So from Maine, we'll move over to Maryland. We'll move over to Antietam, Washington County, Maryland. Uh, more than 23,000 people lost their lives in the Battle of Antietam during the Civil War, so it's not surprising yes. that a few of them may still be hanging around. One location in particular, deemed Bloody Lane, after 5,000 soldiers died there, is especially known for ghost sightings. People reportedly think they're seeing Civil War reenactors until the reenactors disappear into thin air. Other visitors to the National Park have reported seeing balls of blue light, hearing drums playing, hearing soldiers chanting... Legend has it that there's a house nearby where the wounded were taken, and after even and after even after centuries and countless attempts to uh, to sand and refinish the floors, there are bloodstains that refuse to disappear. 
That's freaky. Yeah, it is freaky. And I think this is I'm, I can't I'm almost positive this is one of those battlefields where there's some famous footage that you can find on I don't know if it's this or Gettysburg. It might be Gettysburg, but there's footage that you can find on YouTube where a family had been on vacation was doing these the night tours of the battlefields and they they aim the camera out at this ridge line. Now it's dark and you can but you can see where the ridge line is and you see it's these shapes. Yeah, you see the shapes walking through there. Yeah, that's in Gettysburg. I have, remember this. Have you seen the other footage too where I guess somebody's driving by a battlefield and they're it's in the middle of the day and they're kind of swinging the camera around and you see these men in uniform like marching uh, through the field and then they kind of like swing the camera forward to see the, you know, the road ahead of them and then right back to the right to see the field again and those they're not there. I haven't seen that. That's, that's a, freaky. That's a pretty sweet one. Look that one up on YouTube. But again, we have another Civil War uh, haunting, the Battle of Antietam in Maryland. Mm. Yeah, there we go. Well, Carter, you want to take us to Dogtown? Dogtown. Yeah, let's uh, let's go to Dogtown, uh, fellas. Uh, Gl- Gloucester. Am I saying that right, guys? It's or is it Gloucester? Uh, Gloucester, I believe. Is it Gloucester? Yeah. If we got it wrong, then just blame Carter. Well, I, I, yeah. Any of our listeners that are from Gloucester, please don't take offense. I'm from the south. And all y'all's names sound weird. We don't speak good here. We, yeah, we don't speak good down here. Um, the once bustling settlement was founded by colonists in 1693, but after decades of fruitless farming eff- efforts, many residents abandoned the town after the War of 1812. Hmm. The few people who stayed, mostly widows who couldn't afford to leave, were deemed witches, especially after one of the women found a source of income by threatening to curse people unless they paid her. I like this lady. (laughs) Other local lore involved werewolves and ghost dogs. Nice. Though history is on the side of the witches these days, there's no doubt that some disturbing activity has taken place in these woods, which still bear remnants of the cellars built by the original colonists. That's creepy. Hmm. A woman was killed there in 84, and it's said to have been the scene of several suicides. Wow. Now, let me, uh, let me ask you a question, Johnny. Ask me. If I were, if I were to offer you $200 uh-huh. to go down into one of these cellars where we're standing at the top, and you can already hear laughing children, would uh-huh. you do it? Nope. $200? $200. Could I get $201? <laughs> I'll throw the I'll throw the extra dollar in for you. You want to throw okay two hundred okay. from me and a dollar from you? Okay. All right, that would pay a couple bills of mine. Oh man, it was a tough decision. <laughs> so is that is that why they got the name Dog? Did they call it Dogtown because of the werewolf local lore involving werewolves and ghost dogs? Sounds sounds like it has to be that. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it seems like it would be. You know. I like this idea. This is a creepy idea though about it being abandoned and the widows that couldn't afford to leave are called witches. Um, I love that. I love that. Like Carter said, I love that woman who just bought in and just started making money off of that. <laughs> it's like, sure, why yeah, not? If you're gonna, yeah, if you're going to call me yeah. a witch, I'm at least going to capitalize on it a yeah. little bit. That woman's a genius. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> Way ahead of her time. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Very nice. All right, where are we going now? We're going to go to Michigan, the Grand Hotel on Mackinac. I'm, I know I, that's a great name. Mackinac Island in Michigan. Do you want to know how uh, that one's pronounced for real? Oh, am I saying it wrong? It's a, it's actually Mackinac. Well, why is there a C at the end? I know, I know. I said the same thing. 
but it's pronounced <laughs> it's pronounced Mackinac Mackinac Island. It's, oh, it's Native sad. American. Like... It's Native American. I think that's why it is, it is Native American, but that still makes me sad. I want it to be Mackinac. <laughs> <laughs> Mac and Mac and me. Uh, the, oh. There you go. Mac it's a great, and me. It's a great movie. <laughs> uh, apparently, this was an old uh, Native American burial ground. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they found remains uh, there just a few years ago, even of uh, Native Americans. There's apparently there's a ghost there named Harvey. Uh, they thought he might have been a student there at the Mackinac College in the '60s. Oh, okay. And also so. Soldiers from the War of 1812, apparently, or <laughs> this is my favorite part. Apparently, just if you're out, there's a golf course there at the hotel, and you can be playing around the golf, and you just may, at the 18th hole, see like a ghost of a soldier. Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> the War of 1812. So they basically, they built a, a, a golf course on land where, uh, obviously, there had been some sort of incident during the war. Maybe not, you know, written down or, or known about much, but if there's soldiers going through there. Yeah, that's creepy, dude. Can you imagine though? 15, you're teeing yeah. off, and you're teeing off, and you're like, "Oh man, that was thrown off." Did you see that guy out there walking? What's he doing? Come on. See, I'm already bad enough at golf. That would just make me worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I suck at golf. So yeah, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> so you got the Civil War, and then come on, man. Really, oh, how come no one has learned yet to not build things on Indian burial grounds, Native American burial grounds? Just don't do it. Well, I mean, literally, it happens all the time, but. Even I know we already talked about Hawaii, but apparently in Hawaii at one point, Walmart of all the great and powerful Walmart built a whole Walmart over there on a, a Native American. Uh, <gasps> no burger way, brand. really? Yeah, I did yeah. not know that. Did they have problems in that Walmart? I it's hope Walmart. so. Well, have you seen the people who go to Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh. Yes, your question is yes. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, so so that sounds. I, mean, I go I go there sometimes. <laughs> So Mackinac Island, that's a good one. Not bad. Let's move from Michigan to Minnesota, the Palmer House Hotel. It's located in Sauk Center, Minnesota. Uh, so it says here that the Palmer House Hotel um, has rooms 11 and 17 are particularly active with spirits. Uh, guests reporting that people in 1920s clothing show up in their rooms in the middle of the night. And if you're in the market for famous ghosts, you might be in luck. It's thought that the writer Sinclair Lewis, whose childhood home was nearby, still wanders the halls. Um, again, another hotel where they say they have you know the ghostly activities, which they seem to be very much embracing. Um, but I don't know about you. Staying in a hotel, like you said, Carter, you didn't know it was haunted until your wife had to tell you. But can you imagine <laughs> waking up in the middle of the night and seeing when someone standing at the end of your bed wearing 1920s clothes? The bathroom light was on, and I was like, um... I wouldn't like it if I woke up hey. and somebody was sitting in my bed wearing 2016 clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no thanks. No thanks. So if you're in the area, you're in Minnesota, uh, check out the Palmer House Hotel. It's in, This is another thing we're going to see come up a lot of the hotels. Interesting. Carter, where are we All going? All right. Where are we so, going? I'm here. I'm still here. I'm where, still here. Where are we going? We are going to Mississippi. Ooh. Which sounds like another one of those ones that would have a lot of creepy history mm-hmm. like this, you know. Uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi, to be precise. Uh, this place is called McRaven. Hmm. It's not McRaven House, it's just McRaven. That's actually those, you know, that's what like, they call the house. Kind of like MacGyver, you know. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, so this is supposed to be the most haunted house in Mississippi, and it's been called a time capsule of the South. 
It was used as a Confederate hospital during the Civil War, and of course not all of the soldiers made it. They have 11 unknown bodies buried on the property. Ooh. In addition to Confederate soldier ghost sightings, there's a young mother named Mary Elizabeth Howard who died in the house shortly after childbirth, and a robber named Andrew Glass who used McRaven as a hideout. That's interesting. Yeah. This place also offers uh, haunted tours. Well, most of these places we, we're talking about offer that. Yeah, for sure. You know. this, they should. This sounds like not capitalizing. I mean, yeah, come on. This sounds like one I'd like to check out. Um, just the the fact that the house manager says that they have eleven unknown bodies buried on the property is uh, oh, that's, that's a little freaky. It's yeah. A little a little much for sure. I don't oh, know. for sure. Yeah, that would freak Guys, me out. I mean, I know we've been to Mississippi, but how do you feel about Missouri? Missouri. I like Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Now, another thing that will come up a lot when we talk about hauntings are mansions. Yes. And the Limp Mansion. If you guys, this, the, in 1868, this when this place was built, William J. Limp, this, the background of this ta- this family is very interesting. Really? Uh, he, w- he was the owner of what would eventually become uh, Falstaff Beer. Okay. Yeah, I don't drink beer, but, you know, I've, I've heard, heard that name before. I've heard it, yeah. But but what's really sad though is this family was just like plagued by tragedy all the time. Four of the family members, including himself, killed themselves, uh, and three of them killed themselves in that house. I feel like I've heard about this place. This sounds in, this sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, apparently you can uh, you can even uh, if you don't want to stay overnight there, you can opt for one of their mystery dinners instead. But what's on the menu? Soil and green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Mansions you're, are going to pop up a lot on haunted locations. Um, I mean, Disney went so far as to do a, a whole ride and, and movie uh, based yeah. on a mansion that's haunted. And That's uh, an underrated movie, by the way. <laughs> did you know there's a comic book out, The Haunted Mansion? Disney's Haunted Mansion? I did. I, w- I want to read it. I haven't gotten a chance to. <laughs> I picked up a copy during the uh, free Halloween uh, giveaway this uh, this weekend anyway let's move on to montana the montana territorial prison again we're hit, sitting a prison deer lodge montana 1959 the montana state prison experienced the darkest moment in its history a 36 hour prison riot that resulted in the deaths of several people including the murder suicide of two of the ringleaders when the montana national guard came in to end the uproar the damage they did machine guns and bazookas were fired into cell blocks can still be seen on various historical or ghost prison tours today. People touring the prison have reported hearing strange things and feeling like they've been touched. Cell number one is especially active with what some believe the spirit of Paul Eitner, an inmate who spent 49 years at the prison. That's creepy. And yeah, the, that's a little freaky. And it's already the, the, the riot, the murder-suicide, all that... You know, tie that into all the other stuff that comes with the prisons, and then you have a spirit of a guy who's just been there so long he doesn't want to leave. You know how they have that that thing about uh, when you're incarcerated for so long, sometimes you don't want to go out into the real world anymore. Yeah, so people, you know, people even do things to go back to prison. Yeah, this guy didn't yeah. want to move on. His spirit still stayed. That's that's kind of sad, actually. All right, let's move Apparently on. Apparently, it happens. Yeah, let's move on from the sad stuff. What's going on in Nebraska, <laughs> Carter? Let's move on from the sad stuff. The sad, that's kind of sad, man. Like, we're this, not talking about, like, haunted 
hauntings or anything. Well, not I, all sad. Those I mean, are all creepy, but for me, this dude that stuck around for 49, you know, is still there because he was there for 49 years. That's more sad than anything. That's not even scary. I feel you like, just kind of feel bad for him. I find, yeah, I feel like if I saw this ghost, no. I'd go up, put my arm around his shoulder, and be like, "It's going to be all right, buddy." Yeah, I feel like that would be one ghost that probably wouldn't give you a hard time, you know. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, we don't <laughs> see his rap. We don't see his rap sheet. He's like a, a murder rapist. <laughs> what if he's just like? What if he's just like really annoying? <laughs> he's just an annoying person. <laughs> That's why they kept locking him up. He's just super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Well, next we are going to Nebraska, Omaha, to be precise. Uh, a place called Hummel Park, which, uh, oh, yep, I've heard about this place. This is where there's a set of trees that bend eerily and unnaturally in one direction. Huh. Yeah. Local legend holds that Not the trees the were used for hangings. So many hangings, in fact, that the branches are permanently bowed from the weight of the bodies. That's oh, wow. freaky. That's crazy. The deaths may explain the strange things said to happen in the park now. Howling wolves, people who live in the trees. That right there, that right there freaks me out. Exactly. <laughs> people who live and, in the trees. <laughs> oh, shit. And a creepy set of stairs that seem to change in number for each person who attempts to count the steps. Nope, nope, don't do random staircases. <laughs> Read too many Reddit accounts and seen too many Imgur things. No, no. That's gonna bring, I'm going to bring this up real quick. That's a, a reoccurring thing out in these forests and stuff that I hear people talk about. Yeah. It's like, we'll be out in the forest uh, and like random staircase. Random steps just out in the middle of the forest. Oh, and the man. park rangers are told not to go near them. Yeah. Really? And not even to go up them. This sounds like another topic for History Creeps. I've never heard oh, of that it's before. To- oh, absolutely we could do a show on that, this. That guy, uh, you remember when we talked about David Politis? Yeah. Yes. One of the things that he would bring up when he's talking about the missing, all the missing people in the National Forest and oh, stuff. That sounds awesome. Did you see this Hummel Park? And again, this one says that uh, it was once a Native burial ground, Native American burial ground. Oh, my so, God. Here you go again. Uh, oh, it also says in 1945, Boy Scouts used a skull found in the park to decorate a totem pole. Oh, and it doesn't tell you, but the Boy Scouts are probably all dead now. <laughs> but did they get their patch? That's the big question, that's what, indeed. That's what yeah, they got, their, they got their I died because I messed with the Native American burial ground patch. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank. People living in trees. The howling wolves I can deal with. You're out in the woods. But people living in trees, animal sacrifices, and the stairs... Yeah, I'm not. Dogs gonna... and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> mass hysteria. <laughs> it's mass hysteria. It's... Oh, it's awesome. Now, guys, if you have the the mitzvah to go there, you should have the mitzvah to go to the mitzvah hotel in Nevada. Nice. <laughs> uh, built. This place was built in 1907. It's another hotel. A hotel. And also, uh, you know, it also takes place. It was built for the people who were wanting to strike it rich, not for gold in this case, though, but for silver. Really? There was a silver discovery in Nevada, and people were trying to move out there to oh. make their riches from it. Apparently, it's supposed to host uh, many ghosts, including at least a couple of miners. And by that, I mean people who mine, not little kids. <laughs> <laughs> I totally thought you meant little kids. Yeah. <laughs> and some impish children as well. Okay, there's the kids. Yeah. But their most famous resident is the lady in red, which that's another thing you hear a lot is either a lady in white or a lady in red. I've heard yeah. in red as well. Yeah. And apparently she was killed in, on the fifth floor by a jealous husband or an ex-boyfriend. Uh, but apparently they say that if you go there, you'll hear like a lady's voice uh, whisper in your ear, Hey, you! Or something like that. 
as sexy as I just did it. <laughs> but the hotel closed in 99, in 1999, uh, and it was shuttered for more than a decade before they just recently reopened it in 2011. Nice. Hey, you. Yes? Follow me to New Hampshire. Okay, I'm coming. We're going to New Hampshire, fellas. We're going to another cemetery. Oh, let's do it. Oh, What's God? This cemetery is a great name, though. It's probably a happy... Sunshiny name. It is actually in Hollis, New Hampshire. There's a cemetery that's called uh, Pine Hill Cemetery, also known as Blood Cemetery. Oh, well, sounds like a great place to visit. It does say though that this nickname does not come from blood spilled within the grounds, but from a permanent resident there named Abel Blood. Blood's 1867 tombstone featured an engraving of a hand, which people swear pointed skyward during the day but gestured down at night. The stone was broken and removed at some point, but that hasn't stopped the spirits. There are still sightings of shadowy figures and fog that seems to appear out of nowhere. It's open from dawn until dusk. So it's a public cemetery. You can go check it out, and I guess you can try to find the spot where he's been. They say it's a different different stone now. That would be freaky if it was pointing up and down. But any of these cemeteries where the stone is actually changing, uh, like you said, no thanks. That's too freaky for me. Yeah, Savannah and this place have that in, in common. So from New Hampshire, we move on to another new. Where are we going, Carter? We are going to New Jersey. Uh-oh. I believe which, it's New Jersey. You know, yeah, New see, see, thank you. I mispronounced it. New Jersey. Yeah, awesome. New Jersey. <laughs> we know uh, this place. To, we are going to specifically to the Pine Barrens. The Pine which, Barrens. Uh, anybody who's you know familiar with the Pine Barrens, knows about the story of the Jersey Devil. Oh, yeah. A lot of other freaky stuff happens in the Pine Barrens, but apparently that's the big, you know, story is the the Jersey Devil. They get phantom dogs in there, the ghost of Captain Kidd, but most people, you know, it's it's the Jersey Devil. Now, you're not talking about Uh, the hockey team. No, no, not the hockey team. Although, but they're although I'm just sure as people scary. that are running to them out there wish it was the hockey team and not this thing. Uh, so what is this thing for those who who are not familiar with the Jersey Devil? Well, uh, apparently there's a lot of different versions of the of the origin story, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, in one popular telling, the, the creature, the Jersey Devil, was born in the 1730s to a woman named Mother Leeds, whose cursed 13th child came into the world with hooves, wings, a goat's head, and a forked tail. After killing its mother, it escaped into the Pine Barrens, and there have been sightings ever since then. Nice. Uh, Apparently, Napoleon's brother Joseph had a run-in with this thing. Really? (laughs) Which I didn't. I didn't know that. That's freaky. That is interesting. Uh, Man, the Jersey Devil's been around for a long time. If you think about it, that's that's an urban legend that I don't. I don't even know if you can trace. It hasn't when gone it away. Started. It hasn't gone away. I think people still talk about it and have sightings of weird creatures in the Barrens. They always got that in the Mothman confused because they're kind of in the same area, aren't they? Uh, Mothman was in West Virginia. Okay, then I'm way off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, West Virginia? Maryland? Oh, where is it now? Now I can't think. No, I think you're right. I think it is West Virginia. It's West Virginia, I think it right? is West Virginia. Yeah. The, Silver uh, but, uh, Br- the Silver Bridge. Have you been to this one, though, Chris? New Where's Jersey, that? how far is this from you? Uh, no, New Jersey's out. It's closer to New York, like out in that way. So you're talking about seven hours from where I'm at, six to seven hours. Oh. 
Yeah. yeah, screw that noise. Yeah, it's it's a little it's bit of a drive. <laughs> and then again, the 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 Pine Barrens is is like seven counties long. No thanks. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, it's 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 quite an expanse. Um, so from there, where are we going now? Where are we going from New Jersey? Well, there's another place. It's called New Mexico. Mexico. It's like Mexico, but slightly more new. New Mexico. At the Santa Fe State Penitentiary. Oh, here we go. Uh, on February second uh, and third in nineteen eighty, I've actually heard about this. This is it's also it's the place with one of the worst prison rights in our history. Oh. Uh, th- uh, Thirty three inmates were killed. Yeah. Uh, more than two hundred were hurt, and seven officers uh, were severely beaten or even sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the deaths were really violent. Because you know, uh, when you're in jail, I've never been in jail personally, but you know, I've seen TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you're in jail, like. Obviously, they try not to give you anything that you could use as a weapon, so they will try what they can to make something into a weapon. Yeah. Uh, but there was hatchet marks and all kinds of things, or, and there was to mark the side of a beheading are still visible on the concrete floor. That's crazy. Yeah. Today, visitors have reported cell, the cell doors, you know, they're really heavy doors on these cells, slamming mm-hmm. shut on their own. Uh, and here's one that really blew my mind a winged demonic specter. Really? It's currently seen, yeah, and other sorts of phenomena. But how would you feel about seeing a winged demonic specter, guys? I think, no. if, yeah, I think if you're looking for one, it would probably be in this setting. Something, well, I mean, somewhere where it's so brutal. Talk, think about that. Uh, a, a beheading in the middle of a of the prison. Yeah. Oh. And if uh, no, if, if you're following along on this this website with us, this these articles we're going through. The spot where for this section where it says winged demonic specter, if you click that, it actually takes you to a PDF um, for the state penitentiary. And on this these, this page, you can scroll down. You can see a lot of photos of of the cells and uh, of the aftermath of the riots. It's 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 crazy. It's it looks like a war zone. Couldn't even imagine what it'd be like to walk through that and listen to ghosts or no thanks. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, let's move no, on. No. Let's move on no, from that. No, if only we had somebody who lived in New York to talk about this next one. Now, this next, yeah, this one I've never heard of. I got to tell you that New York has a lot of places that you're is known as being paranormal and haunted, uh, but this place I'd never heard of the Kreischer, the Kreischer Mansion on Staten Island. Uh, Staten Island is just south of Manhattan in New York City. So here, any old Victorian house lends itself to an aura of spookiness, but this estate has real horrors to back up the vibe. A bright, uh, I'm sorry, a bright, a brick magnet named Balthasar Kreischer built the mansion for one of his sons in 1885. When the family fortunes fell, that son, Edward Kreischer, committed suicide in 1894. Afterwards, locals began to talk about odd happenings at the house, including strange lights and voices. Rumored ghosts include Edward, his brother Charles, a German cook, and a couple of children. A century later, in 2005, the home was the site of another incident, a mafia hit carried out by the property caretaker who stabbed, drowned, dismembered, and finally incinerated his mob victim in the estate furnace. Um, Good Lord. Just, he just wanted to make sure the guy was dead. I mean, he was... Right? He, he, he's, earning <laughs> he his, out of his way. <laughs> he's earning his keep. He wants to make sure he's doing a good job. Uh, so this mansion, though, is still there. It's opens for events from time to time, including yoga retreats and ho- Halloween parties. Now, can you imagine a yoga retreat knowing what happened in, in that place? <laughs> nope. Yeah, no Not thanks. going there, my friend. No Better way. stretch first. Never heard of this place. Yeah, right. 
uh, and I got to tell you, I, I'm interested in checking it out the next time I'm out to the city. It sounds it sounds very interesting, and I'm always into mafia stuff too. So this this is even more interesting, intriguing to me. I want to find out a little bit more about that story. Now, only if we had somebody who lived in North Carolina to talk about the next one. If only you know what? If only we did have somebody. Who do we nope. know that, that? Oh yeah, we know me. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> what you got over? All right. in, in and me too, I actually. Got, this one. This one is actually a good one. And if you live in North Carolina, you've at least heard about this. Mm-hmm. Or, I've been or here. at least heard it. I've been here too. Nice. And it's a very, very interesting place. The Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina, uh-huh. uh huh, has 250 rooms. Some of which you can't access without knowing that they're there. Correct. Yep. Wow. Uh, it's large. It's the largest privately owned house in North America. Wow. Yeah, Chris, uh, you need to look up pictures of this house. It's humongous. Didn't Johnny? Didn't they use this in the haunting? I've, they've they used this house for a lot of for things. The exterior and built and CGI'd around it. I think they did. They've done a lot with this house. It's a. I, I swear yeah. they did. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's, just, it's a beautiful house. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at. Oh, the, it's, it's beautiful. I'm it's looking beautiful at pictures place. of the estate. So not just the house, but the land. It looks like a castle. First of all, it looks yeah. like exactly. a, a castle, and there's this the land, the the big fountains, uh, the the hedgerows, the grass. This is insane. Yeah. yeah, it even has its own winery. So wow, yeah, it does. <laughs> so this place is haunted, huh? Well, That's apparently George Vanderbilt, the guy that built it, is still there with his wife Edith, who can be heard calling his name down the corridors. And now, you know, Johnny will back me up on this, Chris. But even this place offers tours, and yes. you can you can you can do. I think you can still do nighttime tours. Huh. Uh, as well, when I was a kid, you could you could do the daylight tour and you could do the nighttime tour. Um, but even the daytime, this place is freaky, man. It's just so big and so the indoor pool is humongous. <laughs> it's man, the, it's a, some of the some of the some of the secret passages are yeah. really really interesting too. I highly recommend taking a tour because it's uh, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I mean, just from the history of it, but also if you get the right tour guide, I was lucky enough the one that I got was not only giving us the history of the place, but um, he would also tell some of his own experiences there. And some of them were kind of creepy where he'd hear noises when he was by himself that nobody like footsteps and all that kind of thing. So, yep, yeah, that's our tour guide was talking about that a little bit, too. They feel like somebody's standing in the doorway and then they'd look and no one's there. <laughs> yeah, that's just yes, Chris, exactly. Chris, like did that. you move to the Biltmore house and not tell us? <laughs> I'm feeling like it right now with these candles. It's a little, it's a little much, guys. A little much. <laughs> Very nice. That, that sounds like one to put on my list. I'll check this place out too. It definitely okay. is. It definitely yeah, when you come, is. when you come visit, visit us, we'll take you there. Awesome. I'm down. We'll do that. All right. And then we'll do a live show. Yeah. And then we'll go from there to North Dakota. Oh yeah. What's in Fort North Dakota? Abraham Lincoln, the Custer House. Oh. I didn't know there was a Fort Abraham Lincoln. It makes it makes sense though. He was only one of the greatest presidents we ever had. Well, you know, <laughs> yes, but though, though at the time they didn't agree with that. Now is the Custer House <laughs> tied to General Custer? Is that the tie? Uh, is that the name? Funny that you should ask, Chris. <laughs> you know, obviously, uh, a lot of people you you've at least heard of Custer. Yeah, he, he obviously died at the Battle of the Little Bighorn in 1876. I've heard the term Custer's Last Stand. Yes, uh, you know he was actually before that he was a major general in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a, a a fiery temper about him and all this kind of stuff. 
But the, the Battle of Little Bighorn, I, if you don't know what it is, I highly suggest you look it up. It's, it's beyond interesting. Anyway, he was killed there. And his widow, Libby, apparently, is, according to some people, is still waiting on him to come home. Oh, man. At the Custer house, uh, people claim that they've actually seen the journal himself there from time to time. Huh. But what's really wild, and I would love to do this, is actually hold Halloween events there. Really? That's what it says, yeah. I would love to go to a Halloween event at the Custer House. No kidding. At any of these places, really. Some This sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting. So she just walks around at night waiting for her husband to return. Again, there's another sad one. That's a sad ghost. It doesn't yeah. really scare me so much. It makes me feel like going, it's okay. Things will be fine. <laughs> I feel bad for her. Look, look, he he kind of done what happened to him to himself, but I feel bad for her. Look to a brighter day, yeah. She's she gets so I, I couldn't I couldn't take it. You, those sad ghosts. That's not. They don't scare me. They just make me feel sad. Then I'm depressed. Yeah. Then I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, I will move on. I will move on to Ohio, to the uh, the Ridges Asylum, another lunatic asylum, um, once called the Athens Lunatic Asylum because it's located in Athens, Ohio. The Ridges accepted its first patients in 1874. It eventually developed a reputation for experimentation with shock therapy, lobotomies, and transorbital lobotomies. You know what that is, right? Where they go, oh, through, they go in through your eye. The eye go. socket, yeah. Ugh. The facility closed in 1993, uh, but spirits of the thousands of patients that suffered there over the years still linger, according to some. One is said to be Margaret Schilling, a patient who disappeared in the hospital in December 1978 and wasn't found for more than a month. Her body was so badly decomposed that the fluids had seeped into the concrete floor, leaving a stain that remains there to this day. The ridge is now owned by Ohio University, which uses the old administration building to house the Kennedy Museum of Art. The school demolished the dangerous, decaying, haunted part of the facility in 2013 because it drew too many trespassers. But come on, guys. You think if they demolished that, the ghosts are just like, eh, all right, let's move on. <laughs> well, no, I got nowhere else to go. Yeah. And, you know, remodeling can actually make ghosts mad. That's got to be intense, too, to know that you're working in parts of a building where, like, like those kinds of tortures happen. Like, you always see those those TV shows or, or those movies, and it's creepy with all those, you know, ancient tools for those lobotomies. Um, it's 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 horrific. That, that point in time in our, in our medical history and the understanding of mental uh, illness... It was so, you know, it was so arcane that we were doing such terrible, terrible things to people. And I could just see that I could see this place being littered with ghosts. Yeah, I mm -mm. especially once you demolish it. Now you've let them all out. Yeah, no, thanks. All right, let's move on. Where are we going now? We are we are going to Oklahoma. Oh, now. Uh, Paul Huska. Oklahoma, nice. to be precise. And again, if I said that wrong for for our listeners in Oklahoma, I apologize. I'm from the South. We we don't we don't talky good. <laughs> if we say if we say anything wrong, we we might as well just put a blanket apology out. Yeah. <laughs> our our vocabularies are limited. It's just the way it is. Nice. Uh, so this is the Constantine Theater. Uh, originally built in the 1880s as a hotel, the theater was turned into a performance space in the early 1900s. Uh, ghost investigators who recorded 40 hours of video and audio on the stage and throughout the theater heard mysterious footsteps and knocking. Huh. They also captured a couple of EVPs. 
Uh, the ghost in question, they say, is Sappho Constantine Brown, the daughter of the theater's owner. It's not clear why her spirit had decided to stick around the place, but we'd like to believe she's still waiting for her chance at the stage. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's another... You don't really think about theaters, but there's another one that... Certain ones, oh, anyway. Yeah. The, the, you know, uh, 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 um, what's the name of the theater where Lincoln was shot? Ford's. Yeah. The Ford's Theater, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that place probably has some... You know, some weird stuff going on. I'm sure that's a really inter- that's a really interesting place to visit, by the way, Ford's Theater. Oh, I've never been off to check it out. I've heard of Me other either. I've heard of other theaters like where maybe stagehands had died or fallen to their deaths from catwalks, and so they're they're known to haunt places. Um, but yeah, you never really think of theaters uh, as topping a list of haunted places. You know what I mean? This one's interesting though in o- Oklahoma. I'd like to hear these EVPs and, and and check out some of this video and audio they say they caught. Uh, Absolutely, because I remember like because what, what else did they catch? I mean, forty hours of video. What did you see? Yeah, I remember when I mean I was telling you earlier in the show when my brothers and I investigated a uh, a spiritual church, a spiritualist church, uh, overnight. We recorded EVPs, and I have pro- you know programs that I can bring the audio up and clean hisses out, and you can hear these weird things and that sound like voices. Um, That's freaky. Yeah, it is. So I'm really interested in seeing what this place has at the Constantine Theater. Interesting. Yeah, that's mm. freaky. Now, guys, have you ever been to Oregon? Me neither. I have. But apparently... <laughs> <laughs> you forget. I, I took a road trip around the country for 27 days, so I've been to a oh, lot yeah, of states. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> Man. All right. Anyway, Oregon's actually a place I would like to visit just because I think it'd be a beautiful area. Uh-huh. Anyway, the Hot Lake Springs. Chris, did you go to this place? I did not, no. Well, it's one of those... There's actually a couple of these around in the mountains of North Carolina, too. Uh, that were little resorts that would pop up where people were seeking waters that claimed to heal uh, them and treat them. Yeah, almost yep. like a hot, like hot springs, literally. Where it's like it's natural springs where you could get in, and the water is actually really warm. Yeah. Uh, the bed and breakfast at Hot Lake Springs is only the latest uh, uh, place of the area's hospitality options. The original uh, place there operated from 1864 to 1934, and then it burned down. Uh, it, it was also a nurse's school. It's also an insane asylum, guys. Uh, and to store dead bodies during a, a typhoid epidemic, it was used for that, too. Oh, man. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. In 2001, it was uh, featured on the show Scariest Places on Earth. Oh. Uh, yep. That's actually a really good show. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. Two years later, it was purchased by the Manuel family. It's been renovated and restored. Apparently now, though, you can hear uh, all kinds of spooky sounds and noises and stuff. Especially yeah. on the third floor, Ooh. which which once housed the hospital. Yeah, any, any of the storing of dead bodies, you're sure to to have something tied to that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on. Okay, let's go where we're going now. This is one that we all have talked about before. We've talked about Gettysburg. Yes. Um, and again, it being one of the most the bloodiest battles ever. It was a three day battle. Fifty one thousand casualties. Um, men were killed, wounded, captured, or missing during this three-day battle in 1863. Bloodiest of the entire Civil War. I, I mean, take that into account. The bloodiest. Like, it's... Yeah. You see foot, uh, pictures of this stuff, and it's absolutely just horrific. Um, naturally, there are some ghosts said to lurk in the area. From phantom smells linked to the stench of bodies left rotting in the heat after battle... 
Uh, and I've also heard that you could smell uh, gunpowder, the gunpowder smell in the air sometimes. Uh, to strange sounds and sightings of soldiers in local buildings used as field hospitals and shelters, there's a ghost story for just about any location in the Gettysburg area. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Literally, oh, the hotels there, all the yeah. places there, all of them have some sort of story. Yeah, I think um, when I went, we did, we took a ghost tour, and it took us to uh, one of the, it was this woman's house where she was uh, she was shot on accident. I guess the bullet went through the kitchen door and, and lodged yeah. into her chest. Uh, we yep. went to that house. We also went to this that one place we talked about where the, this woman was watching the, the children, I guess, of a lot of the soldiers, and she would keep them as almost like slaves in in, in this in the uh, the basement. It was like a schoolhouse kind of a thing or, or a boarding house for kids. Um, horrific, all kinds of crazy horrific things in that entire area, and and not to mention the battlefields. I've, like I said, you can find footage online where people say they see things out in the battlefields reports of the flashing of, of cannon fire and you can like people saying they still see battles happening uh Gettys- gettysburg yep. is one part of our country i would definitely tell everyone they need to go visit just to kind of because when you go and you stand there and see all how big these fields are you kind of have an appreciation of what really took place and how yeah. bad that was yeah i've always loved history so i wanted to visit here just from history standpoint uh-huh. uh and it's it's really hollowed ground when you get there. It has a different feeling about it. I agree. It doesn't feel like anywhere else that I've ever been. It just so many people lost their lives there in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. and it's just incredible. Uh, I do want to give <laughs> a bit of advice though. Uh, when I went there, we also took a ghost tour, Chris, <laughs> and our tour guide was claiming, was telling us all these stories about uh, seeing all these ghosts and stuff on the actual battlefield at night late at night so we assumed that man we could go back onto the battlefield late at night they have <laughs> they have hours there yes. they apparently had forgotten to close the gate because we could drive right into it so we thought everything was okay <laughs> uh, as we were driving there were other cars that were parked on the side of the road this is like at uh 11 o'clock at night somewhere around in there and so we were driving around and then all of a sudden these blue lights came up behind us and it was a police officer and he pulled us over in the parkway and uh, he was going to give us a ticket for trespassing on federal land. Yeah. Until he realized that we were definitely not from the area. And we were like, well, we saw other cars there. There's other cars there. There's people that volunteer to stay there overnight because they have a really bad uh, problem with people coming in and trying to destroy some of the stuff there at the park or, like, you know, spray paint over and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. So they, they do have hours. Do not go there late at night. You for will sure. get pulled over and get a ticket. For sure, for sure. And I think it's also illegal if you find, like, anything from the war. You find bullets or cannonballs. It's illegal to keep, right? I think you're supposed to yeah. turn it in. Yeah, it is. Yeah. not supposed to keep it at all. Yeah, I've got some friends that live down in Tennessee that um, a lot of their property, uh, there had been battles, and they've, they've always finding little cannonballs and stuff. They keep them on the shelves in their house. Yeah, I'm not telling it who it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we going well, now? Well, it's also a national. It's a you know, it's oh, like yeah. a national park sort of thing. So yeah, not supposed to remove anything from it. But would you want to, man? What if it's haunted? I'd want to. That's still a part of history for me. It's the history part of it. I would love to own something like that. Yeah. Okay, well, you go ahead and you bring that haunted cannonball into your house. <laughs> I will for sure. All right, take us take us to the next spot, Carter. All right, now we're headed to Rhode Island, which is, isn't that the tiniest state that we have? Is it is Island? indeed. I feel like yes. it is, yeah. 
It is. Uh, we are going to the Providence Biltmore Hotel in Providence, Rhode Island. Interesting. Uh, ex- I, I agree. I didn't know there was a Biltmore Hotel uh, in Rhode Island. No relation, right? Is there a relation? I, I don't think... Johnny, there's no relation, is there? To what? I don't think there is. To the Biltmore in uh, North Dakota. In, uh, North Carolina, sorry. In North Carolina, yeah. yeah. I don't... Th- I, I can't remember if there is or not, but I don't think there is. I don't know, to be honest. I don't want to say something and be wrong. <laughs> and be wrong, is, yeah, I don't know. Which either. is good for me to say, because usually I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> so this one's in Rhode Island. <laughs> this one's in Rhode Island, uh, in Providence, and apparently it was a popular party spot during Prohibition. Oh, yeah. Uh, but spending time there apparently wasn't always something to celebrate. The hotel's wild parties reportedly often turned violent leading to several murders. Hmm. And in 1929, a stockbroker jumped out a 16-floor window, falling to his death. Uh, visitors report seeing the stockbroker's ghost falling past their window, as well as other apparitions during their time there. Oh, man. The hotel also has an infamous former employee, the patriarch of the Patriarcha crime family, Raymond Patriarcha, Got his first job as a bellboy at the hotel, and it's likely that he killed at least one person there. Huh. Wow. That's a recent a recent visitor still gave the hotel four stars despite having a terrible paranormal experience <laughs> in the middle of the night. Oh my god. <laughs> I was gonna give it five stars, but there was this ghost there. There was this ghost thing, and you know, that kinda messed up my uh, messed up my enjoyment of the whole experience, so that's that's freaky, man. That's the freaky. staff was good and the so do you want to hear hotels, what... hotels are another place, right? There's no telling what the hell goes on there. You guys want to hear what this review is, actually? I'm going to read oh, you it. Have you, it. Found, you found the review? Oh, yes. It's on TripAdvisor. <laughs> she, she, her name's Lori Kay. She's from uh, Stratford, Connecticut. Wouldn't it be awesome if she was listening? <laughs> Hi, Lori. Uh, she wrote... <laughs> she gave it four stars, exactly, reviewed on June 24th, 2014, and she titled it Haunted. My boyfriend and I stayed in the room in room 1233 on June 23rd. We heard the stories but never expected to have anything happen to us. We went to sleep approximately 9.30 p.m. because we had an early rise for Johnson and Wales. I was asleep and out of nowhere, there was something walking above my head on the pillow like a dog slowly stepping. It came around me and then over me. I slowly crept to my boyfriend's corner of the bed and jumped off. I heard its nails... Oh, it slowly crept to my boyfriend's corner of the bed and jumped off. I heard its nails on the bathroom tile. During the experience, I could not move and tried to yell my boyfriend's name, and nothing came out. Once it was gone, I turned to him and yelled his name. He was out cold. I woke him up and asked if he felt anything. He got got aggravated that I woke him. I finally fell back asleep approximately 5 a.m. We woke at 6.15. I told him what happened to me. He is a skeptic, so I didn't think he would believe me. He stared at me when I told him, and he said, whatever that was, just stopped creeping up and down the bed in between us. He said it lasted almost a half hour, and he couldn't move. He is no longer a skeptic. We both can't stop thinking about this. I love the hotel and was looking forward to visiting my daughter and staying there, but now I'm afraid of what might happen if we do. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That's four star. Four star. Yeah, yeah. Four stars. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Well, that's really neat. Now, uh, let's go to South Carolina. How do you guys think about that? I'm down. I think we All should right. go to South Carolina. Only if we're going to yeah. Somerville. Well, <laughs> funny you should say that, Chris. 
Now, we've talked about before about the Brown Mountain Lights here in North Carolina. Uh-huh. Yes, we have. There's also a famous light in Somerville, the Somerville Light. I've also – Carter, have you heard of this? I have. I think I've, I've heard of it, just not the – what the story is behind well, it. Well, I've actually heard this legend, too. There's a woman who used to walk her husband home uh, from the train after work every single night because he obviously he would take the train and go to work along a certain stretch of a dirt road there carrying a lantern. And then he died in an accident, and she just kept coming walking up and down the road uh, waiting for him. Oh, and apparently, oh that's... Yeah, Chris, this is one of the happy ones that you like. Oh, so <laughs> it's going to be okay. Uh, when, but apparently they say after she died, a mysterious light began appearing in that same place where she would walk with the lantern just about around uh, midnight every night. And they say now that if you go to where the pavement ends on Sheep Island Road uh, and keep a lookout, you'll see that light, the single orb of light in the distance. Oh, man. If we have any listeners in the area, I would love, love if you can get some sort of picture and post it on our Facebook page, History Creeps Facebook page. That'd be Please awesome. Do. Somerville Light. See, yeah, that's another sad one. Um, the sad ghost stories, man. I like the creepier ones. As, as much as it's, you know, you don't want to be scared or, or, or attacked, I don't, I don't know about sad ghosts. So moving on to South Dakota, we're going to Deadwood. Uh, you guys know where oh. Deadwood is? I've South seen Dakota. the show. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Wild Bill Hickok died there, didn't he? Yep. Or he's buried there. I think he's he buried did. There. And he died there holding what was the, the a specific poker hand. Aces and eights, isn't it? The dead man's hand. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Bullock Hotel, Seth Bullock, the first sheriff in the gold mining town of Deadwood, helped corral the lawless locals into something approaching civility. In addition to his policing, Bullock constructed an ornate hotel in the heart of the area before dying in room 211 in 1919. Newly restored, the hotel is open for guests, dining, and tours, where many say you can still feel Bullock patrolling the grounds. This one seems a little... Eh, it doesn't sound as as much to me like what you just hear the footsteps or do you feel you know you hear howdy ma'am this doesn't sound as scary I don't know though if I'd want to stay in room 211 knowing the guy died there died yeah I don't think I'd want to stay there at least it feels less sad yeah it's not as sad it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't seem as sad Uh, tell us if there's anything sad in Tennessee Carter (laughs) 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 bring a tear to my eye bring bring a tear Give me some feels uh, right before Halloween. Yeah. Uh, So now we're going to Churchill, Tennessee, the Sensabaugh Tunnel. Now, uh, before we get into this, listeners, I don't do tunnels. No? I don't. I don't. There's another place in in, uh, Ohio called the Buddy Man Bridge. Oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Um, This place, uh, the Sensabaugh Tunnel... Apparently, you don't have to endure long lines to experience the reputed reputed gloom of this traffic tunnel in East Tennessee. Here it is. Locals avoid it and advise others to do the same. So if the people that live there tell you not to go there, don't go there. (laughs) Right. Although no one knows how the tunnel got its reputation, several anecdotes have sprung up over the years relating to murder. No surprise. Supposedly, driving through could mean a dead engine or worse. Strange figures and noises have been said to appear. Uh. Defaced with graffiti and worn to cracks, it's not a place for the faint of heart. See, no, this is why I don't do tunnels. And uh, This is why I don't do tunnels. Again, if listeners are following along, you can see a picture of this tunnel on that, on that article website. 
And yeah, it is wild looking. It could be creepy if you're from this vantage point out of nowhere. You see a figure at the very end of it pop, <laughs> pop out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm no with thanks. you on that. No thanks. I agree. Move. Guys, you know, they say that nothing's bigger than uh, being in Texas. <laughs> True. So let's go to Texas. And, and also, one of my favorite things to talk about is the USS Lexington. Oh, okay. Or any of the battleships, really. You know, all these battleships that we've had, mm-hmm. all of them have stories. Like, if I went to, ever went to Hawaii, I'd have to visit Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. But um, at Corpus Christi, Texas, there's a World War II-era battleship that you can actually take a tour on now. It's the USS Lexington. Have you guys ever been on a battleship? Uh, I have. There's one actually in the harbor here in Buffalo. We have one that's anchored in the harbor, and itself is haunted as well. Yeah, there. I've been on one. In, uh, there was one in North Carolina on, near the Outer Banks. I can't remember which one it was, but I've been on one too. They're humongous, but once you get on them, they're really tight and yeah. small. Yes, they really are. You would think it's spacious, but it's not at all. Yeah, it's not at all. Uh, but the USS Lexington saw fierce combat in her day. Mm. It's still said that to this day there's departed soldiers that still patrol the vessel, and you'll still see them. And honestly, you can probably look in the history of any of these uh, older battleships, and you'll find some really similar tales. Yeah. So like I said, there's the, same, the one here in Buffalo has one. And I know there's um, – isn't there one out in California, an old sh- – oh, no, that's not a, it's a liner, isn't it? It's not a battleship. The Queen Mary. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think it is a liner, a, a luxury liner. But the Queen Mary's haunted too, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's go to Utah, Ogden City Cemetery. We're going to do another cemetery, guys. What do you think you're going to find in a cemetery? Strange noises, women in white, bunch of dead people, <laughs> vacated <laughs> graves. Uh, the grounds of Ogden City Cemetery have more than their fair share of spooky stories. Legend has it that the statue of a World War I soldier has trouble in mind for anyone who drives or walks around his monument three times. Okay, that's fun. That's one of those uh, <laughs> Bloody Mary type of things. How huh? you got to do this and something happens. While the headstone of Florence Flo Grange is said to be the haunted home of a young woman killed by a car while waiting for a date. If you flash your headlights at her tombstone three times, her ghost might materialize. The magic number three. Um... This is different from the hitchhiker ghost, though, right? This isn't the one where you, you pick up the hitchhiker and you take her home and then she's not in your car anymore. But then you call her house because she left the sweater in your car and her mom's like, my daughter died in a car wreck. I feel like it's happened in a bunch of different places. Yeah, this, one's, this one sounds uh, creepy. If you're out in Ogden, Utah, Ogden City Cemetery, try it. Do it. Go around the World War uh, One soldiers thing three times and uh, tell us what happens. Or flash your lights at the uh, the, head, the tombstone of this girl, Florence Grange. I want, I'm wondering if that's a real thing. I'm gonna have to look this. Her name. They give us her name, so I'm gonna look it up and see if it's a true story. Do it. Do it. Do Should it. be interesting. All right. Carter, you want to take us to Vermont? We're going to Vermont. Let's go to Stowe, Vermont, for Emily's Bridge. Uh, for those of our readers that are following along, the picture on here kind of looks like the bridge in Beetlejuice. It does. <laughs> it really uh, does. So, okay, so I'm not alone in that. Good. It does look like the bridge in Beetlejuice. Um, locals in the small town of Stowe call this quaint structure Emily's Bridge, named for a woman who was said to have committed suicide after being stood up by her groom. Mm. Strange noises, lights, and apparitions reportedly greet those who visit after daylight hours. So this sounds like another kind of woman in white. 
almost. Yeah, this is a story you you'll hear about in a lot of towns around the country of the, yeah. the the spurned lover or the woman who was left by her husband boyfriend who commits suicide and then you end up seeing her apparition. Yeah. Or pick yeah. her up while she's hitchhiking. And then she disappears in the backseat of your car. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a cool one. I like, and the bridge is pretty creepy looking at night. I'm sure it's uh, it's worse. Oh yeah, I bet at night it's freaky, man. Now, guys, next up on this road trip that we're taking, yep, uh, let's go. Let's go to Virginia. Nice. Let's go a to closer the, to home. Yeah, that's not as far for me in <clears throat> Carter. The St. Albans Sanitarium or Sanatorium or Sanatorium. Here we go. <laughs> These are the it's worst. In Rad- it's in Radford, Virginia. I love this first sentence. This establishment has an uncomfortable history. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I think anytime you hear the word sanatorium stuck to yep. anything, you know there was some bad stuff going down. Yeah, anytime I've, I hear somebody's history being described as uncomfortable, <laughs> it was a, it was a former boys' school, and then it became a mental hospital that was uh, known for its ex, uh, experimental treatments. Yep. It was also on the grounds of a civil war battle, as well as. There were apparently also skirmishes between colonists and Native Americans there. Oh, man, this ground is not doing well. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Virginia has a lot of that. That's where a lot of your Civil War stuff would happen in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, those who dare to visit won't want to miss the suicide bathroom oh. in, the electric, in the electric shock therapy room. Uh, again, uh, arcane practices. The electro. I mean, they still do electroshock therapy, but the way they did it back, back in those days... Um, and then, again, if you're following along in this article, if you click the link where it says suicide bathroom, it takes you to a picture that says four suicides were documented to have taken place in this little bathroom. Man. No, that's freaky. That is a little much. No thanks. All right. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, sanatoriums uh, and the, just the grounds that, that it's it's like you said, Civil War battles, colonists and, and Native Americans fighting, plus all of the the – experimental treatments it's just a a a perfect brew for this kind of stuff yes all right let's move on to washington bellingham washington is a place called mount baker theater a playful spirit named judy supposedly haunts this historic theater for decades projectionists and ushers have told of sudden breezes and eerie bursts of cold or being tapped on the shoulder or hearing a ghostly voice whisper their name carter while renovating the theater 20 (laughs) years ago a worker snapped a picture of a hallway filled with white mist. Johnny. Some say it was a hoax, while others claim it's Judy making an appearance. I'm going to have to click this link here that's on the article because I want to see what the picture looks like. Um, but, yeah, if any, anytime you can actually – okay, that's creepy. It looks like somebody took a picture of a hallway at night and then blew a bunch of smoke uh, in front as the flash went off. Huh. It does. It's a little uh, – it's a little questioning. I think if I saw a face or a shape, it'd make, it'd make more sense. But, yeah, the Mount Baker Theater, again, it's a spirit named Judy. Watch yourself. <laughs> We're closing it out, guys. We only have a couple more states. Yes, we do. Next Ooh. up, looks like we're heading to West Virginia, guys. Here we go. Nice. Country uh, roads take me home. Here yeah, really. A uh, place called Rock. West Virginia to the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Now this place looks creepy. Man, they're uh, abandoned amusement parks are just freaky looking, aren't they? Mm-hmm. These rides are supposed to be, you know, filled with kids and laughter and but they're just basically dead. 
It's just it's just a dead place. Well, Carter, we got one near us. Uh, the one that was uh, it was like a uh, what was that Wizard of Oz theme park? Oh yeah, uh, that's right. But it's been abandoned for years now. They actually they started opening up once a year so people could check it out. But it's really really creepy to look at too. Oh man! Well, uh, apparently this place. Get this. Six children perished on the park's swings and rides before the owner shut it down in 1966. I, was, I clicked the link for that comes with this piece, too, and it takes you to uh, actually West Virginia's uh, we, uh, website and uh, a link for their the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. One of the stories is that a young girl who died on the swings still appears to many park visitors. Back in the park's heyday, the little girl in her pink ruffled dress had boarded the circle swing set. But as she swooped around, a truck backed into the path of the swing. The impact killed her instantaneously. Wow. Good lord. Wow. That's too much, man. They say they see all kinds of stuff here. And then just like the abandoned, that whole abandoned look is just too, it's creepy. That is just creepy. And you can see these old rusted chains with the swings hanging there and an old Ferris wheel rusted. I'm going to have to check this place out. Sounds very That's freaky, yeah. Nice. Now, guys, how do you feel about cheese? Yeah. I like cheese. Yummy. Well, let's go to Wisconsin then. How about it? Let's, let's do, do it. it. Now, guys, do you pronounce this the Fister Hotel or the Feister Hotel? I think it's Feister. Okay, that sounds better. We're going to go with that. The Feister Hotel. Let's go with that. Yeah. Apparently, they say the ghost of Charles Feister, who built this hotel in 1893, still haunts the rooms and its corridors. Uh... But if you're not convinced, this is the part that I really like. Apparently, there are real testimonies from Major League Baseball players who have stayed there. Oh, I do know this place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they say that there's rearranged furniture that happens, the lights will flicker, the radios will turn on and off, and even ghosts climbing into bed with them. Yeah, I've read about um, when the teams would be coming in from out of town to play against the Brewers, Milwaukee Brewers, that they would have these stories, like... And and they would ask to be moved to other hotels or different rooms because of it. And it, it got to a point that certain teams wouldn't book hotel, uh, rooms at this hotel because their players would do worse the next day because they hadn't gotten any sleep the night before. Man. Yeah. So these ghosts are on the Brewers' payroll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the Brewers uh, had the house rigged to make it seem like yeah. <laughs> it was haunted. <laughs> uh, no, but that is actually a, uh, I did know about that one. It's funny. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it until you said the baseball players. So well, we'll guys, go. I think we're almost at the end of our road trip. We are. It's we time, are. It's time to pull in. And, and how convenient we're pulling into a city of Buffalo. However, it's not, <laughs> it's not in New York. Buffalo, Wyoming. Uh, we're going to stop at another hotel for the end of our trip. The Occidental Hotel. I didn't say accidental. Occidental with an O. The Occidental has all the ambience of an old West hotel, including an unwanted guest straight out of that era. According to legend, when the building housed a brothel, the young daughter of a prostitute died in a second-story room and has haunted the hotel ever since. Guests have reported moving furniture, mysterious lights, and the sound of children giggling. Oh. Giggling, Yay. <laughs> giggling children at night. Um, yeah, probably not going to stay there. Thank you, though. <laughs> the what, if Carter, what if Carter gives you $201? <laughs> it would have to be 202 for me to stay there. Um, 
so yeah, there we go again. Uh, the the brothel, the the dead prostitutes and babies and children and our our country is full of creepy, creepy, ghostly children. It sounds like, <laughs> and a lot of sad ghosts too. It looks like there's a lot of sad, but mostly, ghosts. but mostly creepy ghost children. Yeah. So that's it. That's the the haunted locations in all fifty states. Uh, the MSN article. Thanks to yeah, you. I, highly, I highly encourage everybody to check this article out. Because it's full of awesome little links, too, because Chris clicked on a few of them. You can click on and see even more and find even more information about all these things. Yeah, and if you live in those areas and you want to interact, send us some pictures. Send us your stories on our Facebook page, History Creeps. Uh, we'd love to hear. Or if you're in a certain state that you you know that the place is you know more haunted or you've heard of a place that's even more interesting than the one we covered tonight, let us know. We might cover it on a, a next episode or maybe next Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. This was fun. This was our. I like this. This should be our an annual thing. We should have a Halloween episode for sure. Yes. Now let's let's do our plugs and let's give a Halloween greeting afterwards. Carter, go ahead. Uh, my name is Carter Johnson. I hey, am Carter, a Carter, author. Carter, Carter. I'm what? sorry. You got to do it in a more creepy way. A creepy voice. Okay. Yeah. Let me see what I got here. <clears throat> I can do a Batman voice. That's about as. <laughs> 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 I like what I said to a creepy voice. You think, well, I'll do a Batman voice. I'll do a Batman voice. Oh, That'll man. Work. That's awesome. <laughs> Good for it. My name's Carter. See, that's my Batman voice. That works. It's not really very good. It works, though. It works. <laughs> Where are the drugs? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm Carter Johnson. Uh, I'm a horror author. You can find my stuff on Amazon, uh, House on Dead Boy Lane, Meadowview Road, and Spider's Web. And I do a podcast with these two crazy guys. So, so what are you saying about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not anything that I don't want to say. He's just you as know? mad. You can find <laughs> me, Johnny Townsend, on Instagram at Johnnyism28. And you can also. Uh, listen to my other podcast, Retro Blist, where I and Trevor Franklin talk about the old video games that may have been dead the whole time. <laughs> I move my hands a lot when I do that, by the way. I get into character. Very nice. Well, you can find me, Chris Chavez, here on History Creeps, as well as my other podcast, Back Issues comic book podcast, both of which are found on our network, BICBP-radio.com. Follow us there. Follow us on Facebook, History Creeps Podcast. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Be sure to subscribe, rate us, and leave comments. Oh, oh. oh man. I have a low self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> and for Carter Johnson, for Johnny Townsend. Oh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Until next time. Happy Halloween. That's Batman. <laughs> We'll be lurking for you.